You're listening to Sports Call on Tiger 95.9 FM, WTGZ, Tuskegee, Auburn, and AM620 WTRP, LaGrange. Since 1995, Alabama's sports talk leader, Tiger Communications, proudly presents Sports Call. It's time to join our Sports Call crew as they discuss the latest headlines and happenings around Auburn and the entire sports world. To be part of the show, give us a call at 334-887-3401 locally or toll-free at 1-888-9-TIGER-9. We're taking phone calls all show long and want to talk about whatever you've got on your mind. And now, coming to you live from the loveliest village on the plains, Auburn's first and Auburn's favorite sports talk show, Sports Call. Welcome, Auburn, into this Wednesday edition of Sports Call, live on Tiger 95.9, the Tiger.fm, and the Tiger Communications app. My name is Ryan LaVoy, the host of this show. Today, I've got Tom Peavy and Cam Berry with me. As we take you full through the full three hours today, but we have a very special show planned for you on this Wednesday coming up around 4 or 4.15. We will have J.J. Jackson returning. The? The J.J. Jackson the returning. One, I hear that guy's from Asheville. He is from Asheville. That that has not changed. I and hear he's a Panthers fan. He, he is a Panthers we, fan. We, he's I, a Duke I, hear, fan. I hear he's a Dookie. He, he is all those things. And, and above all else, a Hornets fan. <laughs> He, he's all, he's a lot, but also he's a bandwagon. So he bandwagons uh, a lot of other uh, things that are much more successful than those teams that we just mentioned. But he'll be on the air with us coming in the studio around four or four fifteen today, depending on his schedule a little bit. So that is our special guest. And then at five o'clock we have a wacky Wednesday. JJ will be a part of that. Uh, should we continue to? Hold it in for another hour or so, Tom. Should we go ahead and let it? We can we let it fly. Full oh, send. All right, full send now. So our Wacky Wednesday today, we're doing a hot sauce challenge. And we are going to have uh, our all almost all of us, Cam will be smartly taking a backseat on this one. Uh, nah. <laughs> and yeah, I don't we, believe in that. Uh, we plus a, spe- a couple other special guests will be Putting our taste buds to the test. It's not that we're just picking some hot sauces from the store and saying if they're good or not. No, it's going to be a heat challenge, and we're going to go up from 1 to 10. Do you want me to reveal the 10th one? Uh, it's it's hot. The 10th one <laughs> is indeed the last one. If, you, if everyone out there is familiar with the Hot Ones series on YouTube where they uh, ask interviews while eating spicy wings, uh, the... Tenth and final, the last dab, the last hot sauce we have today is their last hot sauce, the last dab. So um, I'm going to be in pain. We'll talk about what uh, some of the ingredients are in those once we get to them in the 5 o'clock hour. But, again, the Wacky Wednesday today is going to put us in some pain. But uh, we hope everyone will enjoy it uh, listening to it, and we'll probably take some uh, pictures and video and put those up at some point, too. So it's going to be a very fun day on the show. In the meantime, I want you to call in the Orthopedic Clinic phone line at 334-887-3401 locally or toll-free 1-888-9-TIGER-9. We will be taking calls for the first two hours. We will not be taking calls while we're all in pain <laughs> in the 5 o'clock hour, so get your calls in before 5 o'clock today. 
We'll talk Auburn, Alabama. We'll talk about the new hire for the Auburn football staff, not the Code DC. That one's still out there, but Auburn did make a significant hire today to be a part of the football programs. We'll talk about that. And again, that Auburn, Alabama game and whatever else comes to mind here on this Wednesday. So with that, that lengthy show intro, Ryan, Tom, and Cam with you here on this Wednesday edition of the program. And Tom, we've been planning this for a couple days now. Yeah. Certainly very excited about today's show. Yeah, uh, I'm excited since I'm kind of the one putting you guys through the ringer. Um, I now I will be also putting myself through the ringer. I, I I would not dare make you guys do something <laughs> that I would not do myself. <clears throat> but um, I have personally tried every one of these sauces. I did that last night, and that way I could rank them from one to ten on a spicy level. And uh, I I will go into more detail on that last one that you mentioned on the tenth. But it is made with the world's hottest pepper. So we are doing we are doing that. The Guinness Book of World Record hottest pepper, the Pepper X pepper. We, we will be remember me how I was. We will be <laughs> trying that. So uh, I'm excited for it. Uh, yeah, we. This is something we've actually we've been planning for like a week, but it's something we've been talking about for months now. Yeah, uh, actually, even before Christmas, if you remember, because I I brought up the idea on trying to get a bunch of hot sauces for Christmas. And then we we discussed it. So yeah, I mean it's something we've talked about since before Christmas. Now we've decided it's time, and uh, and the day is here. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, sports wise, still looking you know looking at everything else. Obviously, a huge, 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 huge basketball game tonight. And I say that not because it's going to affect the record or affect standings as far as your NCA leverage or anything like that. It's just huge because it's Bama. Um, and it's one of those I've talked about. Even if Auburn loses this game, it's not the end of the world. Everybody, Kentucky just got court rushed the other day by South Carolina. So, Busted it's by South I mean it, it's that happening. Crazy. So if all if Auburn goes to Tuscaloosa and they drop one, it's okay. I mean that's it's not the end of the world. Everybody else is losing games just right now. Lose to the tide. I, I agree. I don't want to lose to the tide, but they are very good. They are a very good team going into their hostile environment. But so yeah, big game, big game there. Uh, Auburn, like you mentioned, making a, a, a really big hire today. And then of course, there's still uh, all eyes on the transfer portal and all eyes on recruiting with Ryan Williams. Uh, Ryan Williams uh, uh, canceling his visit to Texas, which makes it sound like the only other visit he's got left is to here to Auburn. Uh, but I guess maybe there was a prediction earlier today that had him going to Bama, uh, recommitting to Bama or signing with Bama after all, after he decommitted. Don't know what all is going to happen with that. Um, he's a guy I definitely hope Auburn gets because from watching him play, he's not a guy you want to have to play against. And it would be nice to have him join that other wide receiver group this year. But anyway, yeah, a lot of stuff to talk to a lot. Uh, talk to or a lot of stuff to talk about uh hopefully people to talk to but uh ready to get into it absolutely cam Berry joins us on this wednesday edition of the program as he does each and every wednesday cam how are you today i'm great a little sore had a good workout yesterday though but i'm doing good um and yeah excited for this game tonight should be a real real good one 
Um, obviously, when Auburn always goes into Coleman Coliseum, it seems like the bigs be, uh, get into foul trouble pretty quickly. So I definitely think that'll certainly play a part, and, and we'll see how that how that works out, especially with Auburn having such depth, uh, and see if Alabama's going to be able to handle that considering Auburn's bench lineup is like one of the best lineups statistically in the country. So it'll be interesting to see how that ends up playing out. Um, uh, throughout the game and, and if Alabama is going to be able to score it at a high clip that they need to really to be able to um, keep up because Auburn has such a stifling defense and have such a well-balanced offense. So uh, see how that plays out. As for the recruitment of Ryan Williams, yeah, like you said, Tom, it seems like it's down to Alabama and Auburn. That's really that's really it. It seems like that's where his decisions are going to lie. So we'll see uh, how that plays out. Um, you know, his signing day will be at the beginning of February, so that's just a couple weeks away. So it, it'll be it'll it'll be a race to the finish line to see who uh, uh, who's going to be able to to land Ryan Williams. And uh, if Auburn does manage to land him, obviously that will be insanely huge uh for for the recruiting class for Hugh Freeze and then as well for and then for the hire um uh, uh hiring a a personnel uh and recruiting expert from LSU somebody who I guess did a, a fantastic job at LSU uh and kind of taking on this what seems to be a GM quote unquote role that has kind of emerged in college football, uh, where just kind of overseeing personnel and things like that. That that's basically uh, a GM uh, of the team, which is uh, definitely interesting. I guess haven't really, you know, I, I haven't really heard too much of of like a position like this uh, too too much. But uh, uh, yeah, but it, it should be certainly interesting. And, you know, everybody's calling this a home run hire. So I trust the, the those closest to the situation to uh, fully understand and say, yeah, this guy's really, really good. So it should be uh, interesting. And, and hopefully he does a very good job with recruiting when it comes to uh, Auburn as well. And uh, yeah, but I'm doing great. Uh, I'm ready to talk a lot of s- sports with you guys and also watch you guys eat some hot things because no, I will not be participating in that uh, and putting myself through that type of pain and torture. And uh, I will I will watch from, from the sidelines, take pictures and videos and uh, laugh uh, as JJ cries through the pain. <laughs> uh, we will get to that Auburn hire in just a little bit. And of course, yeah, Wacky Wednesday coming up. At 5 o'clock, let's get going with basketball, however, as Auburn and Alabama take the hardwood tonight in Tuscaloosa in Coleman Coliseum. As I believe Tom mentioned in the open, Alabama is favored in this game by three and a half points. Uh, obviously, Auburn continues to be undefeated in the SEC at 5-0. and Alabama sustained their first conference loss of the year over the weekend in a 91-71 to loss to the Tennessee Volunteers. Of course, when you think of this Alabama team, you think of a lot of scoring uh, involved both ways. Alabama averaging almost 90 points a game this year. They are one of the top statistical offenses in the entire country. Uh, Of course, Mark Sears is somebody at the guard position. He's one of the best players in the SEC. He will likely be destined for all SEC first-teamer. Uh, And if Alabama is able to make a big run this year, he might be in the conversation there with Dalton Connect and some others for SEC Player of the Year. So Mark Sears is going to be somebody to keep an eye on tonight, averaging almost 20 points a game. So, guys, we'll start off with, I mean, do you see this being anything other than a higher scoring game? Can the rivalry 
produce something that is a little more uh, unexpectedly low? Yeah. Or are, are these two teams going to play into their strengths and, and play a, a high-scoring game? Yeah, I think Auburn's going to be able to get um – you know, I think as long as you throw a lot of bodies at Mark Sears, uh, the, Auburn's a very physical team, and and Tennessee uh, was also physical with Alabama, and that that um, that played well to to, to Tennessee's favor. So uh, this should be a game where uh, where Auburn should. We'll see how the whistles play out, but Auburn should be able to play their style of defense uh, and continue to be physical. Throw a lot of bodies at Mark Sears, and uh, you know kind of exhaust them a little bit because again Auburn being so deep of a team this plays into your favor uh the ability to rotate guys in and out not have everybody so tired not have to play a heavy amount of minutes so you're able to do a little bit more on both sides of the ball because you're fresher uh, if you're Auburn and, and you don't have um and you're you're everybody on your bench as well as your starters obviously co- uh contribute to uh, to the game uh, in different ways, of course. So uh, I think that is is certainly going to be something that Auburn should be able to do. And then, um, yeah, containing Sears is going to be a big one. Uh, obviously, they have other guys that will be able to get get uh, get their own as well. But again, it, it's truly about keeping Mark Sears down and contained. If if uh, if you kind of get him kind of stuck in the mud. I mean, I know he had twenty three against Tennessee. But it wasn't an efficient 23, and he had to work really hard to get that 23. Uh, and so if you can make him work for his buckets, exhaust him a little bit, then you you are set up for success. A high-scoring game. I think Auburn would be able to you know keep up with a high-scoring game, but I think if you keep it a mid to low scoring game like if you get it get get it in the 70s i truly think it, or like keep it in the 70s like low low 80s um high 70s type of situation then auburn will be favored um and and that stifling defense should be able to to kind of flex itself Dom, what about you yeah um contain <clears throat> contain sears just don't let them uh, don't let them have the easy stuff. Uh, if they're going to hurt you, where they're going to really hurt Auburn potentially is for is they're shooting from three. That's they they're very good at that. Uh, if Auburn can at least get in there and challenge some of that, and, and just not give them the open shots, maybe they can start missing some. Uh, but I, I honestly, Auburn just needs to play their game. Uh, don't do anything different. Uh, play the game that you've been playing. Auburn has been so efficient on offense and defense. Uh, just the you know play your game and uh and i think auburn has the potential to be fine uh just don't get don't get outside of yourselves i guess is the main thing but um you know my my biggest concern anytime you go into a new building is going to be shooting and with something we've talked about all the time before is you know the different backdrop and how how your eyes focus whenever you're ready to shoot. I mean, Alabama shoots in that building pretty much every single day. Auburn doesn't. So trying to get your shot and kind of the the backdrop and just the way you're seeing things, you've got to get that adjusted to make those shots fall. But, I mean, ultimately Auburn just needs to play their game. And if they do that, I think they'll be fine. Uh, Somebody mentioned the officiating. Yeah, that's going to be another thing to watch out for is, you know, how ticky-tack are they going to be? Uh, you know, one of the biggest concerns is you get into a place like that and all of a sudden, you know, Janai Broom or, and Jalen have like two really early fouls. And now all of a sudden it's like, well, crap. Obviously, our the Auburn's bench is great. So you you don't feel like you're in trouble when you have to go to the bench. But still, 
you don't want to find yourself in a spot like that where those guys have two real quick fouls because of something off the ball stupid that the you know the officiates officiating is uh, officials are calling. So um, we'll see how it plays out. Um, I I want to lean more towards Bama in this game just because I Auburn has not really had a true just road test against a really really good team. And the one test they had on the road, they lost. Uh, I mean, I, I guess Arkansas, but Arkansas is just not good this year. They're really bad. They're not as good as they were. <laughs> Arkansas is good. No. no, they're they're not good. But they did they did beat Duke at home, and Duke's kind of good. So that's so, that's Duke a fair. That's just a got fair. beat by Pitt. Sure, sure. It's a fair. Oh, I mean, you, and then but it's college basketball. You I know, well, yeah. Game, but I mean, day. Arkansas. Arkansas has just shown there. Arkansas is just not good, and that was a tough environment to go to. And Auburn did crazy things there, and took away the environment. I mean, there were people leaving that arena by halftime. Auburn might be able to do the same thing to Alabama, but I, Alabama's better than Arkansas in every sort of way. I agree. I, and, I fully agree. And so. Uh, you know they've handled all their road tests so far, except for the Appalachian State game. Uh, I, you know, but I, I don't know. This is different. They, I, I think Auburn just has not had to deal with adversity yet, and I, and I will be curious to see what happens because I feel like adversity is going to happen in this. This is not going to be a game that Auburn jumps out to a 28-30 point lead in the first half and then coasts the second half away. That's just not going to happen in this. Uh, if anything, I, I have a feeling this is one of those where Bama's going to hit a run and maybe go up by like 10, and Auburn's going to have to fight their way back in this. Lately, Auburn has not had to do that. And, you know, this the facing adversity, we don't know how this team is when they face adversity. Um, and I, I just I, – I don't know. I, I want to see it, but until I see it, I kind of lean towards Bama, who, again, like you mentioned, who is favored in this game. Favored for a reason. It is a step up for Auburn in terms of road games for sure. Uh, Auburn's only three road games, Appalachian State, who is on track to have a very good year in the SOCON, but of course that was a loss. Vandy and Arkansas, who of course if you look at the SEC standings are last and and 12th in the league, and I think that that's probably a fair representation of those two teams so far. Maybe Arkansas can get to Florida and to LSU or something like that, but Arkansas truly is a bottom four or five team in the league this year uh alabama meanwhile i think that they this is also important for their season because there's been a lot of thought that again the analytics have loved them pretty equally to auburn by the way for most of the year but it's been more based off of close losses to really good teams rather than auburn beating the brakes off of decent teams and so at some point if alabama is going to realize what the, some of the numbers say about them, they have to beat one of these really good teams, and Auburn is certainly that. So uh, from that side of things, I think that if Alabama cannot win tonight at home, I think we're probably safely putting them out of Tier 1 in the league and keeping that only in Auburn, Kentucky, and Tennessee uh, party, whereas if Alabama is able to win tonight, maybe there still is credence to the numbers. They'd be 5-1 and one in the league, and therefore you know they are – still potentially on that top tier with Auburn, Tennessee, and Kentucky. So that's that side of things. Now, for Auburn, what I think about is Alabama scored 90 points a game, essentially. Look, it is 
not going to be so simple as you just limit the three and Alabama will just not score at all. Because even though Alabama uh, clearly shoots and makes a lot of threes, you score 89-90 a game, that's not going to all be from the three-point line. They're going to have the ability for a Mark Sears to be able to drive and do more than just the three-ball. Grant Nelson, their power for the, the North Dakota uh, State transfer, is not a particularly good three-point shooter, yet he averages 12 or 13 points a game. So he is somebody that can score down low. Again, as I said, the team overall shoots about 39% from three. It's 38.9%, which is very high mark. So what stands out for me to Auburn is that they just played a team in Neville Arena that also was shooting the three at about a 37 or 38% clip. Currently, Ole Miss is at 38.3%. After a rough performance against Auburn, Auburn held Ole Miss to 4 of 17 from the three-point line, and that was a strategy that Bruce Pearl clearly employed to run Ole Miss off the three-point line. That's why a couple of their big guys got maybe just a little bit above their average, like Cissé, who averaged like four points a game. He scored eight against Auburn, uh, and even Jamarian Sharp scoring six compared to his three- or four-point average. I know that seems like a small thing, but Auburn gave up one or two extra buckets around the rim because they were guarding the three-point line so well. And ultimately, Auburn has, again, just very much impressed defensively this year. That is why this is going to be so fascinating because – Alabama clearly a good offensive team. Auburn clearly, in my opinion, a good defensive team. Now Auburn is very balanced, and 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 that is why they have achieved what they have so far. Uh, but but Auburn's defense is not a slouch, and it is far better than maybe what Bruce Pearl thought it would be. I mean, save for the the last eight or nine minutes of the LSU game, uh, this this Auburn defense has been holding teams very low. Uh, in SEC play, as a matter of fact, Vandy 65 is the second most points Auburn has allowed uh, in SEC play thus far. So the Tigers have done a really good job defensively, and that's why I'm curious to see uh, can Auburn execute the plan in terms of running Alabama off three-point line, then what happens once they are taking the 15-foot runners and the stuff around the rim and, and that sort of thing. You guys mentioned the foul issue, too. Again, good news for a team like Auburn. When you play 10, foul difficulties have to be far more strenuous and, and far more plentiful. One guy usually does not have a huge impact on, on, on foul trouble and how worried you are about it, especially with the development of Dylan Cartwell, because if you want to make the argument that that guy would have been Janai Broom, completely fair for how Broom is played, but when Cardwell is all of a sudden giving you 7-4 and four and 10-6 and six and all this kind of production off the bench – then you feel better about a six- or seven-minute sequence when Cardwell is out there. So I think the, one of the whole points, Bruce talks about uh, depth in terms of wearing other teams down while Auburn's still fresh, but the other point about depth is that, again, it takes a lot of fouls to actually get you in a really tough spot uh, in terms of foul trouble for your team and, and putting you in uncomfortable positions. So that's another good news uh, uh, about Auburn's Depth is that it allows them to do things that other teams can't where they're only playing seven or eight. One or two guys in foul trouble could really kill you depending on what position is. Where Auburn, it's tough to identify the position where if one guy gets in foul trouble that position, the position is just completely uh, in a horrible spot. So that's also why uh, Auburn has been is a well-equipped team to handle a lot of different things. And so... Uh, again, this is a big one for me just because I think 
Uh, I, you know, I gave you the Alabama point of view a moment ago. For Auburn, I still think that, yes, you know, when I said the Alabama's bid, I said if they lose, they can, you know, they're not going to be a top tier team. But I still would value them as the kind of the leaders of tier two. I mean, if you look at tier two in the league, you'd probably go so in some order, you'd have Alabama and you'd have Georgia and you'd have South Carolina after their win last night against Kentucky. And maybe, just maybe, you'd still throw in a Texas A&M if you believe that they can get things figured out. That would be Tier 2, and I would still value Alabama towards the tier, top tier of that. So, in my estimation, Tom, yesterday we said we were going through a little bit about the toughest remaining games. It's still my view that this is the third toughest remaining game sure. for Auburn on the schedule. Number two being Kentucky, even though it is at home. Right. And number one being at Tennessee. That is my opinion. Now, that does not mean a team like Mississippi State on the road, which is the weekend game for Auburn. Or a team like Florida, or or especially Georgia on the road. Georgia's dangerous you know, at Ole Miss, right? Those does not mean those games don't present a challenge because it is college basketball. But to me, again, this is about separating tiers. And if you're Auburn, you go into Alabama and win, you don't have to worry about Alabama being in tier one. It's just you, Kentucky, and Tennessee. It is a three horse race for the SEC title, in my opinion, and. Uh, if you win this game. And, and Kentucky's already taken two losses. I, I still think Kentucky's really, really good. Uh, I think that they are probably a better version of Alabama, by the way. I think Kentucky can score a million points and give up a million points. They're just a little bit yeah. more efficient at doing some of it. Uh, and last night, what was so shocking is how few they scored in losing to South Carolina. South Carolina really locked them up. Yeah, in a they way suffocated that, them yeah, on defense. In a way that Kentucky has not been locked up really all year. So, uh Anyway, this is important for Auburn because, again, I think they can shove Alabama out of that top-tier discussion of the league and focus on just Kentucky and Tennessee in terms of the regular season title race if they can walk in to Tuscaloosa and win tonight, which, of course, as you mentioned, Alabama is favored by three and a half points, so we shall see. We'll have a little bit more on this game coming up a little bit later, but for now, we're going to head to our first timeout of the show today. When we come back, we'll update you about the hire that Auburn football made earlier today. You're listening to the Wednesday edition of Sports Call on Tiger 95.9. Call is on the air weekdays from 3 until 6 p.m. This is Andy Burcham, voice of the Auburn Tigers, and you're listening to Sports Call on Tiger Back to Sports Call, Tiger 95.9, the Tiger.fm, and the Tiger Communications app. Ryan LaVoy, Tom Peavy, Cam Barry with you here. Again, reminder JJ Jackson returning the show one time only, 4 15 or so today. And then 5 o'clock, Wacky Wednesday, as we will put our taste buds to the test and see how much heat we can take yeah, with the hot sauce challenge. We were still off the air, still doing some planning and some kind of logistical things, even off the air. I mean, this is a 
I, I think I mentioned it yesterday. This is not a, a wacky Wednesday that we can just come in here and do this. This is one that has actually taken some logistical things to get going. I mean, we've got we've got somebody picking up food for us to bring in that we can try with the wings or with the uh, uh, with the hot sauces. Yep. So that yeah, that logistics the. Me with the logistics on getting yeah. the sauces and beverage to help us, beverages to help. Time of need. Uh, yeah, I mean, and then uh, who's doing what and yeah, a lot, lot of work into making this wacky Wednesday. I'm happen. gonna go ahead and break some news. I'm gonna be sitting in the board op chair as I do right. most days, except for Wednesdays usually with TP helping us out. And we have a hotkeys page, which I don't use enough of. But there's one particular hotkey that I use a lot of. Right. And it's the Al Michaels. That's overwhelming. Yeah. I'm going to break the news. It will probably be played <laughs> in the 5 o'clock hour. If for no other reason, I might need 5 or 10 seconds because I won't be able to speak. <laughs> well, that's that is amazing. in play. That's that's why I'm, I, that's why we got so many people in there. A, there's a lot of curiosity, but also B, surely out of six or seven people, someone will be able to speak at all times. So it's yeah. not just painful dead air as everyone is in pain in the background. So Coughing, yeah. coughing snotting, hiccuping. <laughs> Ears burning, nose running. Oh man! So I'm. We didn't I'm, plan on the Kleenex. So that might be something else we need to bring in here. To, well, I think we've got some somewhere around here. I have to look at the next. I, I have a feeling some uh, some some noses are going to be passageways will some, open. Yeah. yeah, it's very very possible. Uh, so <laughs> we are looking forward to it, uh, and that's coming up again at five o'clock. And we'll also something we'll have to talk about. Will we will we try to power through? Like all with like one break, or do we need a break every ten minutes? That'll be something to discuss too. So yeah, we're still ah, planning. We'll be all right. But uh, anyway, we will have that coming up at five o'clock. JJ Jackson will join us around four fifteen or so, and uh, we'll have a good time. All right. So Auburn football did make a move earlier today. It was not the co-defensive coordinator search. That search continues. Still believed for the moment to be either Chris Kiffin or DJ Durkin. Uh, just depending on who you ask at the moment. Uh, again, later rumblings more towards Durkin. Obviously, all last week was more towards Kiffin. But uh, to my knowledge, either name still in play. However, what people may or may not know, hopefully more people than not know, but there is a general manager type role in college football. Now, it is a different type of task and different duties than in the National Football League and professional sports, that sort of thing. You're not dealing with a salary cap per se and you're not making trades and that sort of thing. But there is a guy that is not a on-the-field coach that helps with player personnel and the evaluation of it and the notifications of it. And Auburn earlier today made a hire for that role in the form of Will Redmond coming over from LSU. And, of course, uh, this was mentioned a little bit in the open, but Redmond was a highly valued guy for the Tigers. He was someone that Brian Kelly brought over immediately when he took the job at LSU. Uh, and, of course, top six recruiting classes. And someone that, again, the national media, Matt Zenitz was one of the first to report it, Justin Hokinson, uh, and some of those guys, football scoop. And, again, getting pretty rave reviews. Yeah. Uh, for his time at LSU. And, again, he is going to be kind of the GM of Auburn football. So Auburn making that move today with, again, uh, Will Redmond, who, again, was the LSU director of player personnel. So 
uh, thoughts on this? Just, I, I mean, I, it, I mean, it, it's it, it's a good hire. I mean, it sounds like I don't know, I don't know what all that position uh would you like me to tell you entails oh you have everything that it entails? i don't know every single thing i don't know when they pick their nose or well, or, okay. what, or when they get a bottle of water well what but, will the gm yeah, of auburn football do the main things that they do is they schedule and coordinate visits for recruits okay so the ryan williams type of thing or right. if you've got a big eight recruit visit weekend, 20 recruit visit weekend during football season, whatever. They are coordinating and scheduling those visits. They're also, in this day and age, very keenly aware and keeping track of the transfer portal. So it's not Hugh Freeze staring at a screen saying, hey, this North Dakota State guy just got in the portal. That seems interesting. Is that interesting? Maybe. Uh, it is the – in this case, it will become Will Redman – who will look at the portal and always be aware who's entering the portal and that sort of thing. Now, you can be a little skeptical and say, well, <laughs> some of these high-profile guys uh, are being tampered with, and therefore you're already kind of aware, but that's also the GM jobs, uh, or the GM's job to be aware of guys that might be leaking a little bit in their support of the program they're at and that sort of thing. So, again, the – the GM of a, of a college football program is is kind of, again, it's like a watered-down version of the NFL. Again, you're not dealing with a salary cap and money figures and how to trade and all that sort of thing, but you are focused on people. You're focused on players and their availability towards your program and how you can get them into your program. So, again, that's mm-hmm. the best way to sum it up. Uh, I'm reading this on Football Scoop, and, I mean, this sounds good. Uh, he's the off-the-field architect of LSU's roster overhaul under Kelly and was the lead scout on Jaden Daniels when the Tigers recruited the former Arizona State quarterback out of the NCAA transfer portal. That's uh, that's pretty good. <laughs> yeah. Hey, the guy that just scouted the Heisman Trophy winner in the transfer portal, now you're he's with us? I, all right. I'll take yeah. it. Uh, so again, everything to do with that portal can you yeah. partly of uh, partly responsible for the evaluation process there because again, when you think about it, it's going to be a little difficult with all the other things the head man is doing to then evaluate thousands of players in the portal and go find tape on players. You know, I mean, again, there's there's certain things you just there's not enough hours in the day. So the GM of uh, player personnel, GM of the football program, is responsible for trying to identify the needs, identify players that fit those needs in the portal and all the activity there. This is kind of neat. Again, from Football Scoop, uh, Redmond's move to Auburn could be viewed as quite literally generations in the making. Uh, Franklin, Tennessee native who climbed from sports information student assistant at the University of Tennessee to deeply experienced personnel professional, Redmond's grandparents first met at Auburn even before the school was known as Auburn University. Moreover, Redmond has a cousin who is a former NCAA champion with a star denoting the stellar career on the Auburn campus. How about that? Yep. So, there's some Auburn connections there. Uh, he went to the University of Tennessee, but apparently his grandparents met here at Auburn, and cousin was an NCAA champ here at Auburn. So, War Damn Eagle, Will Redmond, welcome yep. to the fam. Welcome to the family. <laughs> <laughs> so Will Redmond again, he is in to Auburn in a general manager type role, and he was the uh, director of player personnel for LSU. That was the official title you slap on it. Sometimes people will slap a GM title on it, and again, dealing with a bunch of a bunch of roster evaluation with portal 
again, coordination of scheduling high school visits and that sort of thing. And so that is going to be what Will Redmond's job will be. We're going to take one final time out here in hour number one. You're listening to the Wednesday edition of Sports Call on Tiger 95.9. to call into the show send us your thoughts via email you've got mail sports call at the tiger.fm want more sports call check us out online at sportscallauburn.com Welcome back to Sports Call, Tiger 95.9. Ryan LaVoy, Tom Peavy, Cam Berry with you here. T.P. Hammock running the board, taking your phone calls. If you would like to give us a call today, 334-887-3401 locally or toll-free, 1-889-TIGER-9. Again, uh, we will be holding the phone line starting at 5 o'clock when we do our Wacky Wednesday. So uh, they're typically open unless we already have a guest on. Uh, however, we'll be uh, closing those up at 5 uh, as we have our wacky Wednesday. All right, so about 10 minutes left of this hour. Uh, we got into this just briefly yesterday, and I wanted to get back on it. Uh, at some point in the next weeks or two, uh, once we really get to the end of this cycle, and we pretty much are at the end of the transfer portal cycle, uh, the only thing that really could add to it is if Jim Harbaugh does leave Michigan and then opens up the portal for Michigan, maybe some of their top players uh, we'll go to big schools. Ohio State. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm not familiar uh, how often that jump happens from Michigan, Ohio State, Ohio State, and Michigan. Zero times, says TP. Obviously, we did have the Antonio Kite jump from Alabama to Auburn, which was just the second or so time. Uh, Corey Grant. Yeah. I, right. I was saying the second or so time because oh, that um, means there's one other, and that would be Corey Grant. second yes. or so. I was like, yeah. well, Corey Grant, yeah. and then – I just cannot think of a third at that moment. I was trying to think. Yeah, I knew it was at least the second. Uh, so when you had Antonio Kite jump uh, from Alabama, and it's not happened the other way, at least not from scholarship to scholarship. There had been a walk-on that had done that from Auburn, Alabama, but not scholarship. So obviously it's an incredibly rare thing, so I don't know if Michigan's players will jump to Ohio State, although that would be very funny if you were an Ohio State fan. Uh, but transfer portal aside, though, some of the big names here in recent days, I mean, if you just went onto the 247 site, for example, and there's many great sites. Some people have their preferences for the sake of this. I'm telling you about 247. Four of the six guys you get in the portal in the cycle came out of Alabama. Caleb Downs, Caden Proctor, Isaiah Bond, Julian Sand. Two of those four went to Alabama. Julian Sand, something for the future for Ohio State. Um, as, of course, they got Will Howard for this year for Kansas State. But Julian Sand, I, I guess, will wait a year. Many quarterbacks don't. And he didn't even wait a year. I don't know. But Julian Sand transferred to Alabama. Of course, Caleb Downs, the talented defensive back who 
I'm going to be shocked it's not a first-round pick in a couple years. He was the number one rated player in the portal. He went to Ohio State. You had Caden Proctor go to Iowa. That's the kind of the tampering discussion that has clouded the uh, college football uh, discussion a little bit last couple days. I've heard Greg McElroy get uh, really worked up on it, defending it actually a little bit um, on the uh, show that he does with Cole Kublik. And then, of course, you had Isaiah Bond, who went to Texas. Really, Texas and Ohio State have had great cycles here as of late with some of these last uh, coaching decisions. You also had Ole Miss earlier in the process have a pretty good cycle, although they did lose Winshaw Junkins to the aforementioned Ohio State. They did uh, get the number three player in the portal and Walter Nolan, who, of course, was a big deal, big five-star recruit that went to A&M a couple of years ago. It was pretty productive already and, and certainly will have the capacity to do that. So, guys, I mean, what have you made about the portal process here? You had Cam Ward. I don't think we ever covered this. Cam Ward decided not to go pro. He ends up at Miami. Uh, so that's a little bit of a blow to Auburn that he did yeah. end up going to college uh, for another year, and it was not Auburn uh, as Auburn searches for a quarterback. Again, uh, still pretty some pretty interesting things, especially the last couple weeks in the portal. Yeah, it really has been interesting. A lot of movement, obviously, with the retirement of Saban. Like you said, Ryan, a lot of Alabama players deciding to move to different programs and uh, make different moves. Ohio State, I would say, cleaned up pretty well in yes. the portal. Uh, getting Caleb Downs, getting Julian Sayan, getting uh, Quinshawn Judkins. I mean, uh, a lot of a lot of uh, a lot of pickups for them. So they they've definitely been able to uh, use the transfer portal to their advantage. It'll be interesting interesting to see. It's kind of leaning towards Harbaugh, Harbaugh will be going to the NFL. It'll be it'll be interesting to see if Michigan just hires from within and promotes somebody, or if they go for an outside hire because obviously then that starts another massive train chain reaction of players around the country that could potentially be moving. I mean, just the movement of Saban retiring affected what, like five or six schools roughly just because of DeBoer, you know, hiring new people, yeah, leaving I mean, himself and all of that. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, I'd argue it affected Washington it, South it affected Alabama, Arizona, yeah. uh, just the, and we're just talking coach wise, right? Those three plus, uh, what was it? Buffalo's head coach left yeah. to take a role of Alabama staff, Sa- South Alabama, so, Ken yep. Womack. And so it took, that's five. Um, and then if you wanted to say it impacted just programs in general because of players coming in, right. that's when you throw in a Texas, right. that's when you throw in Ohio State, one or two others that were able to get at least a couple of pretty good players from them, yeah. like in Iowa. I mean, yeah, I mean, that that, I mean, that one move affected seven to 10 yes. to 12 programs Easily. In, in terms of either player, in forms of the roster or the coaching staff. Absolutely. And, and so you could ex- expect if Michigan, you know, does uh, does you know hire from outside that that you'll ex- you'll see the same amount of, of movement uh, maybe not to that that much of a degree but then again it could be you never know because Michigan is a major program and and people you know uh, guys will want to go you know coach for whoever whoever they do decide to uh, move so that that could surely be interesting and then yeah I mean just multiple additions a lot of movement um, you know it's it is unfortunate for. You know, um, like it's so unfortunate for Alabama because, you know, they get this period where pretty much anybody there, you know, their program was a free for all for a little bit there where 
the entire roster was up for grabs. It didn't matter that the crash portal was closed because they got that extra 30-day window because Saban left. So basically, the the entire roster was up for, for the picking, and Alabama couldn't do anything about it. And they couldn't even replenish their guys. Uh, they, they'll have to wait until the spring window to be able to do that. So uh, it, it surely will be interesting to see if they're going to be re- be able to replenish that talent because they did lose a lot of talent. Uh, I mean, saying being a five-star going to you know Ohio State, like you'd mentioned, uh, and then uh, they lost, I think, that corner, Jameer Grimsley, I think was his name, and he committed to Florida. Uh, so he he left and, and was just a freshman. So, yeah, I mean, you're getting guys that, you know, didn't even didn't even play, didn't even spend a full semester at Alabama and just decided, yeah, we're going to go ahead and go somewhere else, truly because they committed to Saban and, and what he could do for them in their futures <laughs> rather than the Alabama program itself. So it, it, it's a lot, and um, – It'll be interesting to see when when all of this movement, all of this multiple transfers stops. Because just for example, like TJ Finley it committed to Western Kentucky, right? So oh. he just he just went to a new school fourth, school, fourth school. But he gets that. But I mean, he gets that waiver, you know, and he gets the movement. He can do that because he had the COVID year, if I if I remember correctly, and so he gets plenty of opportunity to be able to get that movement i think the transfer portal all of that multi multi uh you know multi transfers and all the waivers and stuff i i expect to see that die down in the next couple of years or so you know because i think the ncaa is going to get stricter on allowing the multiple transfers after you know one transfer is always understandable because yeah some things don't work out we all know that i think we're all perfectly fine with a one time transfer it's the two times the three times the the four times that you're transferring that it's like okay well at some point you got to kind of stick at a stick at a place and kind of fight for your spot or, or roughly right right so it's it's interesting to to see i do expect that to kind of die down because you're seeing the covid students the guy that got the covid years and things like that start to um graduate and and go go on and finish school and whatever and have like one year maybe two years left so it'll be interesting to see um how, how the transfer portal is handled after after these next couple years. So if you're looking at some of the rankings right now, again, using 247 to stay consistent, we use some of their top players there. Uh, Ole Miss would be number one, A&M two, Florida State three, Louisville four, Oregon five, Colorado six, Texas seven, Ohio State eight. Here's the danger in some of these transfer portal rankings. And the, the good news is this does not happen in the recruiting world once the, the class ends in high school, right? Because what you will see sometimes for future recruiting years is you're a year you're, – you're the class 18 months from now. Someone will have 10 commits, but eight of them are three-star and two of them are four-star guys, whereas one team will have four commits, and they'll all be four-star guys. Yet the other – team the team with the 10 commits will be ranked higher because of the fact they just have more of something but in reality most people want the class that has the four four stars instead of the class with eight threes and two two fours because you know you have more to add well transfer portal there's no guarantee at 
uh, you add or you 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 get to a comp a comparable level of, of numbers. I mean, everyone in in the recruiting world for high school is going to get to 18, 19, 20 at the minimum. Most teams will get to 24, 25, 26, 27, etc. So there's a certain range. Transfer portal, you could get five players, you could get 35 players. Or if you're Colorado last year, you get 55 players. Again, there's there's not a, a real ceiling and a real floor. So the danger in those rankings I just told you about is that Texas A&M's number two. They have 23 commitments. Like, I'd hope you'd be really highly ranked if you had 23 players coming in, whereas Ole Miss is number one with 15. I'll give you another example. Louisville is fourth. They have 26 transfer portal commitments. Colorado is sixth. They have 23 commitments. You know who's in between them? Oregon with 10. Because Oregon's right. are way better than Colorado's or Louisville's. That's why Oregon's right there. And so I tell you that Texas with only eight commits and Ohio State with only sixth being seven and eight, they, in my opinion, should be joined by Ole Miss as having the top portal classes to this point because Ohio State only has six players. But they're all going to matter a lot, or at least five of them, maybe Julian saying, will matter in a couple years. But they're all going to matter a lot. Will Howard and Quinshaw Junkins, their new backfield. They got their new center from Alabama, McLaughlin. And then they're going to have, of course, Caleb Downs, who might end up being the best player uh, on the team or might be the best defensive player in the, in the league. So uh, that, to me, is the clear winner because they already have their foundation. They were at Colorado, Louisville. Some of these teams, they're they're still trying to build their foundations. Whether they bring in twenty five players, it could it's a questionable foundation. Get into that in another day, but that's why they have huge numbers. Whereas Ohio State and Texas, they're just filling in a few blanks from teams that are already winning double digit games this year. We are out of time for this first hour of the program. Stay tuned. We'll take some of your phone calls to open up hour number two in just a moment. Also, J.J. Jackson joins us at around 4.15 today. You're listening to the Wednesday edition of Sports Call on Tiger 95.9. One hour of our show is in the books. We've got more to come. Stay tuned for another hour of Sports Call right after the break. Since 1995, Alabama's sports talk leader, Tiger Communications, proudly presents Sports Call. It's time to join our Sports Call crew as they discuss the latest headlines and happenings around Auburn and the entire sports world. To be part of the show, give us a call at 334-887-3401 locally or toll-free at 1-888-9-TIGER-9. We're taking phone calls all show long and want to talk about whatever you've got on your mind. And now, coming to you live from the loveliest village on the plains, Auburn's first and Auburn's favorite sports talk show, Sports Call. Second hour of Sports Call starting right now. Tiger 95.9, the Tiger.fm, and the Tiger Communications app. Ryan LaVoy, Cam Berry, and Tom Peavy. With you here on this Wednesday, again, coming up in just a little while. J.J. Jackson will be joining us again 
And uh, at 5 o'clock today, a Wacky Wednesday. We're very excited about those two things for sure. For now, let's go to our orthopedic clinic phone line, 334-887-3401 locally or toll-free, 1-888-9-TIGER-9, leading off hour number two. Anthony from Auburn. Anthony is with us. Anthony, how are you today? I'm good, and you guys? Doing well. I'm great. You know, time is ticking. Uh, Harbaugh is interviewing and whatnot, and uh, I think I'm not mistaken. Uh, he has an interview set up, uh, but nobody knows when that interview is. And he's been interviewing with two or three uh, different clubs or whatnot. But you, uh, from an academic standpoint, when ti- with time ticking, I would assume that any kind of announcement is going to be made. If it's not made by the end of this week, it'll probably be early next week or midweek next week. Well, the class has already been in session for most people for two weeks now, right? Uh, that should be correct, yes. So uh, if he does go ahead and make an a announcement sometime next week, uh, whenever that is, then now these guys got to get in the portal and, and find another suitor, right? And that could take maybe another two or three days? Yes, but remember, you can stay in school uh, if you're currently enrolled. So they would not have to uh, okay. transfer mid-semester. Okay, so they can continue to stay on and, uh, and finish up the semester. And I guess they had to be on their own for any kind of strength and conditioning program, right, at that point? Yes, that, that, would, be the, that would be the setback, is you're not able to join your new squad with, with their regimen and, and spring practice and that sort of thing. But as far as the academic side of things, you, you can remain enrolled and, and stay at that current school through that semester. So if you, All right, so let's say if you're living in a – well, you know, I know that most people don't have football dorms like they used to, but if you were living in a, any kind of football complex or whatnot and going to the training table, are you still going to be able to do that? I mean I, – I think they have a sort of responsibility to uh, help you maintain to some degree, but you just would not be a part of, uh, of team workouts and that sort of stuff. I mean, you know, a lot of people be upset. You know, I, I got a player here that – that uh, signed with me or whatnot, he decided to leave, but yet I got to still feed him for the rest of the semester. He come to my training table eating and, and sitting around the players that I'm trying to keep here, keep motivated and keep the mind uh, set at a different level or whatnot. And, uh, you know, maybe that might uh, interfere with their mindset if I got a guy that already quit on me and he want to go uh, just Oklahoma, for example, uh, nothing against them, but he wants to go to Oklahoma. He'll get my other players thinking they might need to leave too. Can I afford to have this guy eating at the training table, uh, mixing in with the players that are currently here, uh, conversating with him and living in the dorm or whatnot? Well, I mean, as you've pointed out many times, though, there's a lot of money to go around, right? And the, the schools well, yeah, do have a lot of, of money. It's plenty, it's plenty of pie now. Yeah, so, I mean, I, I think that cost-wise, it's not a problem. I, I think that it's just – you want to make sure that, that you're keeping them a little bit separate in terms of, okay, they're not learning your plays and they're not continuing on with your organized team activities. But, yeah, I mean, look, I mean, this still it's, it's the, these nutritions and, and, and the, the people working these guys out and stuff, like that's that they know that's part of the job uh, and they know that that's the current state of college football and that if that's happening there, it's also happening for the kid that's waiting to transfer to your school. So you're going to treat them as you hope the other school is taking care of, you, of you, the guy you're about to have. Well, could you be one of your coaches like, well, okay, i tell you what, uh, you're on your scholarship. I mean, you're, you're here for the semester to go to school or whatnot. I ain't got no problem with that, but I can't have you living in the dorm and, and being around my players. So I done made other arrangements for you to go to a, a, non, a, non, excuse me, a non-athletic dorm and you stay there and and you can uh, eat at the uh, one of those chai halls or whatnot that the other students uh, eat at. We've made arrangements for that to happen. Uh, I just can't have you. Uh, it feels you know. like that's even more effort, though, on your part uh-huh. to to try to 
I mean, again, to try to find completely different situations just to get them out of your building. Again, like I, I, I think that still the main thing here is it is the yeah. spring semester, which is still not, right. you know, 100 percent pedal to the metal in terms of, of football and team activity. Yeah. So, again, it feels like even more work on your part to have to find different accommodations for them. I would do that if I was a head coach, I'll be honest with you. Because, you know, when you got somebody that made his mind up that he don't want to be with your program anymore, and then that would cut down on the chance of him socializing with your players and, and getting their mind all crossed up, to be honest with you. And I just tell him, uh, now, uh, you may have classes with some of these players. I can't do nothing about that. Y'all might meet up on campus somewhere, and I can't do nothing about that. But I tell you one thing I can do, that you won't be hanging out at my football dorm and you won't be eating at my training table. I've made arrangements for you to live in, a, in another dorm, and you can eat over over there. And and that's what I would do. I mean, you know, but everybody got their own thing. But, uh, sure. I, you know, I, I guarantee you Woody Hayes would do that. <laughs> Ain't yeah. no doubt in my mind. I mean, that's just the approach I would take. Because, I mean, you know, in this day and time, with all that apple pie going around and people changing their minds every semester or every two or three weeks, you don't need anybody like that just hanging around like that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, again, like I, I certainly see your point of view, but I think that if it was a an issue, look, some of these coaches are very paranoid. Look, Auburn just had one with Gus Malzahn, and the the links they went to to make sure you couldn't film practice a certain way, you couldn't see what they were doing, and and coaches, a lot of coaches can get that way, and there's other examples too about moving stuff around. I think that as paranoid as some of these coaches would get, if it was truly a big issue, uh, then then they would be worried about it. But again, with what you're doing in the spring, yes, like you're working out and you do learn some stuff in time uh, for the A-Day game and that sort of stuff. But again, you're not really doing the things that are going to be uh, implemented in great detail during the season because there's also a second transfer portal window right after spring ball. So you mean you're going to teach – all these things to these kids and these players, and then they're going to go leave all of a sudden and do a 180 anyway. So you you can't really worry too much about the guys that are having to make a, a late decision like this because it obviously was not you know their fault that that Harbaugh uh, is leaving so late in the in the game and so to speak. So uh, again, I, I think that there it's just it's one of those things that kind of maybe slips through the cracks a little bit, but I, I think it's also intentional because there's there's just so many other things to worry about. Well, Harbaugh needs to go ahead and make his decision. With, you know, what he's, uh, we'll see what happens. I mean, everybody wants to see uh, what kind of movement going to take place. I mean, y'all might mess around and get a couple of players. Who knows? I don't know. But, you know, I would, like I said the other day, uh, the powers that be, uh, Jimmy Rain and people got these deep pockets or whatnot, they need to be getting their money together and have something ready at any time. Because, I mean, you know, you, you see what, uh, what's going to happen with Michigan here uh, with this announcement coming down in the next a few days, and then you got spring coming up uh, when people are going to start moving around. So you need to have your money together where you can be prepared to, to get some of them uh, big cow stud athletes and let everybody else sign them. And you sitting there looking, uh, I'm trying to build a program, I'm trying to go to the playoffs, I'm trying to get the Hallelujah Land, but yet you ain't got no money together and everybody else gets signed in the players. Yeah, oh, again, I, I, I totally understand in terms of trying to get it together as quickly as possible. I think that a lot of schools are – already in a good place and yeah Auburn's goal has not been transfer portal so that's why this part of the process it seems like they're not doing anything but uh, again they certainly put into the high school ranks uh, the the kind of uh, value that they have not uh, in years past and and I think that was borne out by them 
uh, getting to where they got and gotten some of the big names that they got. So, again, I, I would say they're spending it in a different place currently than maybe some of the, the teams you're hearing about right now because they are, uh, again, they are taking advantage of this, this need that they have. And I think also for Auburn, they're more than just uh, a player or two away. So that might be why a particular big name would either not be as interested or would want to go to a different school because, again, it's still in, in build mode for Auburn. They're not to that point yet. There's one question I got for you. Uh, yep. That Ryan Williams, right? That's his yes. name, Ryan yes. Williams. It's, I heard his father or uh, something played at Auburn. Who was his father? Uh, Ryan, R- yeah, Ryan, Ryan Williams, Williams. Senior. Yeah. yeah. I can't. Re- I just can't place him. Uh, when did he play at Auburn? Uh, not too long ago, yeah. mid to late 2000s. Yeah. And what position? I think he's a defensive yes. back. Yes. I just, uh, for whatever reason, just, just can't place him. Just uh, don't recall. Uh, I mean, I guess he wouldn't didn't stick out like a sore thumb because I mean, all the great players, everybody used to know them. So I guess he didn't hit that status, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah, he was. I mean, he played played corner, but uh, I, I don't. Yeah, he was not one of the the huge names on the team. That that would be no for all sure. conference, no all American, no. like that, right? No. no. Okay, that's probably why. Then. Well, guys, I appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely, Anthony. That is Anthony from Auburn joining us on the Orthopedic Clinic phone line. Yeah, Ryan Williams. Again, it was around late 2000s uh, or so with Auburn, uh, 07, 08 range, somewhere in there. But uh, obviously his son has been the talk of the recruiting world uh, with Ryan Williams Jr. out of Sarah Land. And uh, obviously he did, I think uh, Tom mentioned this earlier in the show, he did cancel that Texas visit. He had gone on an A&M visit a couple weeks ago. He went on the Alabama visit uh, this past weekend. <coughs> Uh, and now has the Auburn visit. I guess that would be next weekend or so. Uh, right before, before. Yeah, before his February 9th commitment date. Uh, so, yeah, we'll see where that ends up. There was a crystal ball, as uh, TP and Cam pointed out, uh, to uh, Alabama. And after, of course, decommitting from there. So, again, very much a, uh, a question of where he will end up. Uh, I think people on both sides feel like there are – uh, there's a good chance there. But, uh, yeah, again, that transfer portal stuff, I think that the reality of it is this, and I know this is kind of a generic way to sum it up, but we continue to get from a lot of our different great callers questions almost every week about how the transfer portal works. And what I would say to you what that means is that this transfer portal thing is still incredibly confusing and that is why some of the coaches are still clamoring for some more clarity. Not that they're trying to be overly restrictive, just some parameters, just some basic things. Because, again, we get very valid questions almost every single week, it feels like, about how this portal is supposed to work and, and, and some of the games within the game of the portal and that sort of thing. And, again, they're all very valid questions. And so – that's again the reason why not trying to necessarily put a bunch of stipulations in there but just have a have a very clear concise uh, sort of rulings in, in some of this and and some of these things are talked about uh, in the in the very very uh, deep bowels of NCAA language and that sort of thing but again there are too many loopholes too many unknowns too many, uh, things that just need clarifying, and again, I think that's why a lot of the frustration frustrations continue to exist. Uh, and again, even the thing going back to Proctor with you know saying out loud about how Iowa had kept in touch, you know, 
keeping in touch what would be tampering is keeping in touch in any way right is you know is there again what would define that what how would you penalize and that sort of thing there's things that come up almost every week yeah yeah things that come up almost every week it's consistently changing you never know about the transfer portal with how things are going to go i mean it's it's certainly a roller coaster of a of of a conundrum honestly um, but like I was saying earlier, you know, I do think that, you know, all of these movements and all these transfers are going to die down soon. Um, you know, I, I mean, again, with coaches moving, that could certainly cause another, another, um, what, what, what do I, what do I want to call it? Another shift, I guess, per se, another, uh, another mass movement of players. Uh, so we'll, we'll certainly see it'll, it'll certainly be interesting. One more phone call before we head to our next break. 334-887-3401 locally or toll-free. 1-888-9-TIGER-9. Next up, Keith from Auburn. Keith is with us. Keith, how are you today? Guys, I'm doing great. How about y'all? Doing well. Doing well. Hey, uh, it's, uh, I heard y'all talking about the transfer portal. Uh, and I've got an announcement that, that, that I wanted to make right here on Sports Call. All right. And, uh, after careful consideration, myself and my wife, have decided to enter the church transfer portal. Oh, so we are uh, we are in the portal, and we're seeing what offers the church has for us out there. All the right, seeing so. where we need to break bread next. Okay, <laughs> that's right. Depends on which no, ones no. offer you the best. Uh, uh, I guess it's not nil. What would be the uh, the who? Uh, yeah, what would we call but, it? Uh, Offer plate. So let's see. O O P. No, yeah. O O P. Something. <laughs> the, the church image likeness, the CIO. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yeah, I have to change, change it on my bio and everything. Now. That's right. <laughs> no, uh, hey, I, I wanted to uh, just touch base real, real quick about the NFL. Sure. So I saw where Callahan's been hired by the Titans. Yes. Probably not a bad hire, I guess. I, I don't I don't follow NFL all that much. But uh, uh, is there any more talk out of uh, Atlanta about – uh, is, is, is Belichick still Arthur Blank's guy, or do y'all think there's uh, they're just waiting, you know, to interview the the number amount that they're supposed to interview before they offer it to Belichick? Or I mean, what, what what are you guys hearing on that? So I've seen a lot of things with with this coaching search that the that the Falcons are going through. They're saying they it's going to be a very very extensive search. That yes, Arthur Blank does want Bill Belichick, but it's a matter of power shift if bill you know if he's willing to give bill a lot of the power that bill's gonna want uh there's some hierarchy stuff within the within the organization that would change drastically if bill belichick were to get hired uh so that that's absolutely something that's in play when when you're hiring bill belichick or even the likes of jim harbaugh uh so i think they're going to still exhaust all of their options there's still a chance that you know that got the likes of ben johnson bobby slowick apparently really uh really impressed them in his first interview so they've requested a second interview with him but apparently this is supposed to be a very exhaustive and ex- extensive search because arthur blank wants to really really find the right guy uh he's yeah. he's in a, he's in a win now mode he wants to win uh, he's not getting any younger uh and he wants to he wants to win a super bowl um before i guess passing the torch necessarily to whomever he gives his ownership to or the however that ownership yeah. moves uh well, next so I, that's kind of how the searching has been has gone 
I will say this, and, and I don't know off the blank, but I'll give him a little bit of advice. If he wants to win the Super Bowl, he better go find him a quarterback. Fully because agree. what they got over there is not going to cut it, uh, bottom line. But, I, you know, I'm not a Jim Harbaugh fan when it comes to Michigan and college football, but I, I could I could be a Harbaugh fan in the NFL. I, I wouldn't have an issue with him being at Atlanta. I think that might be a, yeah. a decent fit for him. Might but it uh, sounds like he may be going to the West Coast. I, I don't know. Like I said, I don't follow it that much. So, you know, I guess it all uh, pan out. I, you know, tip your hat to uh, Kansas City and uh, them going into Buffalo and winning. Uh, I, you know, it didn't shock me. And I, I really was kind of pulling for Kansas City. I don't know why. Uh, I'm just not a Buffalo fan. I don't reckon. Really not a Kansas City fan. Uh, especially with Taylor Swift, uh, Swift or whatever her name is, I don't care nothing about that girl. But uh, but it looks like uh, Kelsey's brother was having a good time up there in, in the booth yes. with his shirt off or whatever he was doing. I guess he's Went getting ready to retire. Uh, yeah. If that's any indication how he's going to spend this retired life, he might better go back to playing football. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, anyway, that was pretty funny. I, I appreciate y'all uh, taking my call, and I'm interested to watch the ball game tonight. Um, I I think it it'll be a lot of fun to watch. I I, I do believe Auburn's a better team. Um, you know, uh, are they better tonight? They could be. Uh, uh, you know, it's hard to win in, in the SEC on the road. On a neutral court, they're a better team, and they're a better team at, at home. So, um, with that being said, I, I wouldn't be shocked if if Auburn did win. I wouldn't be shocked if, if Alabama won. So, um, you know, it would be interesting just to. Just to watch the game, guys. But anyway, um, I appreciate y'all taking my call, and y'all keep up the great work, and uh, I'll continue to listen. Absolutely, Keith. We appreciate your phone call. That is Keith from Auburn joining us on the Orthopedic Clinic phone line. I love that he asked about the Falcons coaching search. I I know you would. (laughs) One thing I would add to that coaching search, too, is Mike Rabel is uh, getting another interview with the Falcons. He is. Uh, And, again, with the Harbaugh. Latest, I believe that second interview was canceled with Atlanta. It just got uh, moved. I think it got moved to tomorrow because it was supposed okay. to be today, but I think it got moved to tomorrow. Some scheduling conflict, whatever, whatever. But he's. I think okay. it's supposed to be tomorrow. Uh, but I, I ultimately would be surprised if Harbaugh was not the Chargers head coach. Yeah, uh, right. Because of the link there, because he did coach out there in California in his uh, previous NFL stop, and because of the quarterback they have yeah. in Justin Herbert, but. Yeah, I mean, look, I think that and he played for the Chargers. Uh, he did okay. I knew the Colts. I did not know the Chargers part. Um, so I think that really the moral of the NFL story is because we are used in college sports now to a very quick landscape where you need to get somebody now, yeah, and you got to get those guys recruiting now, and you just got to recruit, recruit, recruit now. But in the NFL, they take their time. They're going to interview people. They're going to ask really weird questions. They do it all the time in the NFL Draft Combine. Right. Why is your favorite color not green? Uh, it is just weird, just weird <laughs> things that make no sense. Random stuff. Yeah, Coke yeah. or Pepsi? I don't know. I don't know if it has anything to do with, with how you play quarterback, but fine. Coke. Coke. Fine. Um, so they, they do multiple interviews with multiple candidates, and it's just not the same sort of process. And it's also, I will tell you this too, it's also very public in large part because of the Rooney Rule. Because yes. they have to be very yes, forthcoming. compliance with the, yes. Right, with that. And so they have to interview a certain amount of candidates. They have to interview minority candidates to uh, suffice for the Rooney Rule. 
they have to be well-rounded in their process. And so some of it is that, uh, but also it's just they are very thorough and there is not a need. As long as you're in by free agency, it right. does not really matter. It doesn't matter. So uh, half the organizations in the league are still taking an exorbitant amount of time. Yeah, and there's still candidates that are coaching. You know that are, yep. I mean the the uh, defensive coordinator for the Lions and the uh, and the offensive coordinator both their coordinators are still coaching so they, yes. they have stuff to prepare for they Which, are interviewing you know but it's like you can't fully get into stuff like that until your season's over I'm hoping the Lions make the Super Bowl so <laughs> we'll see uh, it, yeah and that that can be a part of the domino process because you want to know what Ben Johnson's first pick is maybe two or three teams have them at the same position they're bored and that's sort of my first pick so so there you go so sometimes teams want to wait for certain dominoes to fall we will have a little bit more because i on this after the break because i do want to ask our special guest about the carolina panthers coaching search and that is going to be mr jj jackson maybe he'll be the next head coach at this point he's still it involved it, yeah. it might not it, it, it might but be it may be and so we'll ask JJ about that. We'll talk to JJ about what he's been up to, and we'll take more of your phone calls next. You're listening to this Wednesday edition of Sports Call on Tiger 95.9. The Sports Call crew wants to hear from you. Give us a phone call at 334-887-3401. I'm Britt Bowen, voice of Auburn women's basketball and Auburn softball. You're listening to Sports Call on Tiger Back to Sports Call, Tiger 95.9, the Tiger.fm, and the Tiger Communications app. Ryan LaVoy, Tom Peavy, Cam Berry, and we are now joined by the former host of Sports Call, leader of the show for two Abbey Awards, Mr. J.J. Jackson. J.J., this is only the second time we've had you on. We've been a little bit thin. We've, we've tried to make it a big surprise whenever you have joined us. Uh, we honestly would love to talk to you every single day on the show like yeah. we used to, but it's good to have you back in here, sir. I'm happy to be back, man. Yeah, the studio still looks the same, which is great. I'm glad the place hasn't changed too much. I kind of know my bearings when I'm inside the studio, but uh, yeah, thrilled to be here today. Fun activities on the way on the show today, and so I uh, couldn't miss it. Had to be here. We will get to a phone call or two for you here in just a moment. Of course, our Wacky Wednesday is coming up. At 5 o'clock, where we're all going to torture ourselves Again. for the listeners' entertainment, which is kind of exactly what happened last time uh, JJ was here. Uh, but want to start off with a conversation we were having just for break. Our, our friend Keith from Auburn asked us about a couple of head coach openings in the NFL. And, of course, your franchise, who we may or may not make fun of from time <laughs> to time, uh, does have a head coach opening, too, with Carolina Panthers. And I'd be very curious to hear your thoughts on who the Panthers might uh, might should hire. There's a lot of openings still in the NFL. Yes. I was listening a little bit to the conversation, and I know a lot of people in the listening area uh, like talking about the Falcons and, of course, getting to hear their games here on 95.9 is something that's really exciting. Uh, I still it's know a plug plugs or two. Yeah. 60 seconds He's in. still got I'm it. I'm still fresh. <laughs> um, 
And and when you're talking about Atlanta, Carolina's also got to be in that conversation too because they're another team inside the NFC South division uh, that uh, has a head coach opening. I think the difference between the two jobs, one obviously has that quarterback decision figured out. As Keith was pointing out in his phone call a moment ago, that's the one thing that Atlanta is trying to figure out who is that quarterback for the future. Carolina needs it to be. Bryce Young with all of the capital that they gave up to make that selection. So with that being said, any coach (laughs) that has an offensive mind that is working and can be um, innovative in 2024 is what I'm looking for. Uh, Because when you're talking about a player like Bryce Young, who is small in stature, you've got to find a way to make him be successful. You've put too much into it. So, um, Many names out there that are popular in these coaching searches, whether it be Bobby Slowick, Ben Johnson, Dave Canales had his second in-person interview with Carolina today there in Charlotte, Tampa Bay's offensive coordinator. Any of those offensive names I think I'd be okay with. I prefer not Canales <laughs> uh, personally, but I certainly understand the thought process of helping rehab Baker Mayfield. And remember the whole reason the Bucks hired Canales was because Canales was Geno Smith's quarterback coach when he revived his career in Seattle. So Canales, not that Bryce Young in year two already needs a revival, but he certainly needs a progression and an improvement. And uh, Canales has kind of been on the right side of that. Uh, I saw earlier today as well, 2020 is the best statistical season that you will find of Russell Wilson's career and in large part, that's because of the work that Canales did with him as well. So uh, I'd seen the Baker, I'd seen the Geno Smith uh, numbers out there. Cool to see Russell Wilson as well. The more numbers you can add, the more proof that you've got that maybe this guy could work out. So, um, yeah, give me one of those offensive guys, but also let's find a way to get a couple of folks to, one, block for your quarterback. Yes. Two, catch the football when it's thrown your way. Those are the kind of the big things I think that would be helpful for the offense. But they don't have a first-round pick, um, which makes things a little difficult. And look, I'll, I'll tell you this, too. I, I think people could put two and two together a little bit. Uh, you and I, we went to see the Carolina Panthers play uh, at Raymond James Stadium in Tampa yeah. earlier this year. And we had planned to go to Bank of America Stadium and watch the season finale between the Bucks and Panthers. And your boy was not able, <laughs> for uh, health reasons, to make it up there while you guys, including your brother, were still able to go to Bank America Stadium. And, folks, they didn't score. I scored just as many points from at home as Carolina did. Yeah, I, I went uh, 0 for 3 this year. Monday night football, second week of the season, also coincided with my dad's birthday. Uh, so we were able to go to that game. I had not been to three Panthers games in a single season since I lived in the state of North Carolina a long time. And of From course, Asheville. this of all years for me to make the return so frequently to Panther games and to go 0-3 when I'm in attendance was tough. But yeah, lost the last game of the year to your Bucks 9-0. The week prior to that, the Panthers lost 26-0 against the Jaguars. So two straight weeks. Cam, two straight weeks without <laughs> scoring a point. So anytime yeah. we talk about some of the NFL struggle, remember, <laughs> two straight weeks to end the year where you don't score. I'm sorry. That's what the Panthers went through. Yeah, you're going through it. I, I feel it. You're going through it. I understand. 
I just, I mean, I mean, yeah, that's rough. I, I can't say, I can't, I can't even complain that much. I know you've really got it really rough. <laughs> two wins on the year bad. and two straight games. I had it bad. You have it worse. First team since 1957 wow. to not lead a single minute in the fourth quarter. Wow. They won two football games. One of them With against last my second. Team. They won yeah. two football games as time expired, but they went the entire season without having a lead my, my in Falcons. the fourth quarter. You lost. You you, yeah. you won against my Falcons. And the so Texans. Again, abysmal. Abysmal <laughs> on, on our part. No offense. But abysmal on our yeah, part. None that's taken. why Arthur Smith had to go. None that taken. right there is why Arthur Smith had to go. So that's why we're looking for a new head coach. So, and look, I'll, I'll do you this too. And this is why he's down as bad as it gets right now. When we come to April, it's a beautiful month. It gets warmer. You get allergies. You have the NFL draft. <laughs> we preview the NFL draft in the show and do it good justice. I, I vow to you, JJ, for the first time ever, we'll cover the first pick of the second round. Wow. That way we can we can get the Carolina Panthers involved since I they made that. the trade that yeah. they did. So we'll we'll work that into it, but uh, that's why I asked too because it's a it's a big big challenge there for Carolina for sure. All right, want to open up the Orthopedic Clinic phone line? Got a phone call here again. Five o'clock is our Wacky Wednesday where we put the taste buds to the test with the hot sauce challenge. Everything's been revealed, right? Like people yes. know what's coming. Yes, they don't. I mean, okay. they don't know everything about all the sauces right. and that sort of thing, but. Uh, but yeah, they know what they know what's ahead. And this has been talked about for a very. This was talked about when I was here actively in some form, yeah, in some yeah. form or fashion. So we, we discussed it pretty heavy before Christmas because I was trying to get the whole set of the hot ones, hot sauces. Right. I got some of them, but then I went ahead and got other hot sauces, and then that's when we were like, "Hey, we're going to do this." I don't know what it says about me, but things get wacky, and I'm back around. You know, yeah. so one day we'll invite you back on a normal day, where we don't torture JJ. But I liked, you know, I was here when when Wacky Wednesday became You're a thing. You're the father so of this segment. It's, I'm, yeah. I'm glad to come back. The father of this segment. Yeah. I'll take it. I'll take it. I, I'm not going to take credit for it. I mean, I, again, you, yeah, you were bringing up the weird topics. We've gotten man. really weird. Weird and wacky Wednesdays, and I was all for yes. it. So we will do that at 5 o'clock. But for now, let's go to our orthopedic clinic phone line, 334-887-3401 locally or toll-free, 1-888-9-TIGER-9. Next up on the show, Ward Damn Steve. Retire Ward Damn Steve is with us. Steve, how are you, my friend? Yeah, we tease him a lot, but we got him on the spot. Welcome back. <laughs> Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back, Mr. J.J. Jackson. I love the voice. I, I love your singing voice. I love hearing your voice at any moment I'm given, Steve. So, uh, yeah, it's good good to chat with you here today. Well, it's good to hear your uh, humor, as always. And i got to ask you, I've enjoyed watching you at times on the SC Network doing the basketball games. Uh it's been maybe at least eight to ten years since I last saw you in person, and uh, I just find it remarkable. What kind of anti-aging medication do you use? Because <laughs> you don't look any damn older uh, than the last time I saw you. Yeah, I, I want to keep it that way, Steve. At, at a certain point in my life, it was Come always on, very frustrating. Like but <laughs> I know. <laughs> I'll use that to my advantage now, Steve. Uh, I, I just find it remarkable. I mean, you, you should bottle whatever it is that you're using because uh, it's a seller. I said, wait a minute, can that be 
Is this live? Is yeah. J.J. Jackson? Yeah. A- enjoyed a few basketball games that I had this year. I'll actually have the call on the SEC Network Plus next week uh, for Auburn women's basketball hosting number one South Carolina. I've actually done that game three of the last four years. That'll be a whole lot of fun. And then baseball and softball right around the corner, and you'll see me on TV a ton once again with both of those sports. So I say all that to say, Steve, i got to be looking young. I need them to keep inviting me back. Okay. So you'll be doing baseball. Uh, What about softball? Yep, I'll be doing plenty of those games as well and traveling with the team as I've done for the last nine years. All right, well, that's good to hear. It's always good. Uh, I miss your humor. Uh, On the other hand, uh, i got to ask all the guys today, what is wrong with you guys? What what are you thinking? Uh, You've got to have a lot of darn milk uh, available. We've got at least a gallon and a half of milk in the building. So there's uh, there's a lot of milk. Are EMTs on call? I'm here. Yeah. (laughs) No, I'm worried about you too, Tom, because what what if you're out of commission? Ah, I'll figure again, it out. He's good with heat. He's yeah, going mean, to be fine. He's going to be fine. Yeah. Now, JJ, are you are you participating in this uh, insanity? I am. Uh, if you recall, we had many conversations about this day coming to be, Steve, and I am not made for this day whatsoever. <laughs> uh, I've gone through some really intense hot wings before that have left me in tears and screaming and squealing, and uh, that might happen here today. So uh, apparently, uh, you just haven't learned what you need to learn before. Then. Yeah, I have not learned from my mistakes. That's for sure. Oh my gosh! Okay, all right. So I don't want to take up um, uh, more time necessary uh, about tonight's game, guys. Look, I can tell you this is what uh, I'm predicting will, will happen because I'm suspicious of the officials uh, who's going to be there. Uh, but you know, we can win. We can win this game if. We keep the fouls to under fifty, uh, and yeah. and and we can keep it. We can have a Jimmy chance if Jalen uh, and Jedi uh, do not foul out by the first half. If those things don't happen, then I think we have a Jimmy chance of winning uh, because they're going to be blowing those whistles, guys. Uh, that is my prediction uh, on hand checks, you name it. And uh, what my real concern is that Jedi uh, Broom. I don't know why, but he will get called if he's just standing still for a foul. Yeah, I, I understand that a lot of people are going to be nervous about how it's uh, officiated tonight. And, uh, again, sometimes uh, on the road like that, it, it, it can be that way. So, again, I, as I said in the open, I think that Auburn is well-equipped to handle that because of how many bodies they play. Obviously, you do not want it to go overboard, and uh, you want it to be as, as down the middle as it can be. But – uh, again, in years past, you you get a, a foul or you get a big guy in foul trouble. You get really concerned about it. Well, that's where Dylan Cardwell's improvement has really come into play, and uh, that's where it's very relevant how both point guards are playing and both shooting guards, both Katie Johnson and Denver Jones. So again, I think that that while Bruce Pearl has talked a lot about about depth being critical in terms of wearing other teams down, I think it's critical in games where you worry about foul trouble. Well, here's the stats that I'm going to be looking at for tonight uh, that are going to be telling us whether we have a chance to win the game. Uh, I'm reading this from uh, Nathan King. Apparently, when Alabama shoots less than 35% from three-point line, they're 0-5 for this season. I didn't know that. That does make sense with how many they take. And what's their average of taking? Is it like 11, 12? 
Uh, it, it's high. And again, the percentage is uh, 39%, 38.9%. Okay. All right. Now, they also don't do too darn well when it comes to giveaways. Did you know that? I had not been too, mil- uh, too familiar with their turnover issue. Yeah, here it is. They are one, there are 213 nationally guys in giveaways at 12.6 a game. We, on the other hand, uh, we're in the top 50. And we're good at getting turnovers at fourteen point one a game. Now I am concerned because you know this last game at home, I think we had what sixteen uh, turnovers or seventeen. Yeah, uh, it was that number. I, I think the good news though is, and look, that is something I'm going to watch out for. But uh, Auburn has been turning over their opponent, even in these games where Auburn has started to turn the ball over more, say double figures. They have usually turned over their opponent as much or more. So that's where that forced turnover acumen comes in for Auburn as well. So, guys, I can't recall, except uh, that we lost, obviously, the game last, last season at their place. We had a 17-point lead. Do you recall what led to the downfall, that meltdown, that went overtime? Was it fouls? Uh, I mean, it was some fouls. Again, it was – once you get the momentum rolling at home, uh, everything gets a little bit harder. It gets harder to get a good shot. Uh, it, it, it gets harder to defend. Obviously, Alabama was a, a really, really good team last year, so Miller got going. I think Javon Quinterly got going in that game, too. I don't think he had a good year overall, but I thought he maybe made a couple plays late in that one, too. And I correct me if I'm wrong, I kind of remember Wendell Green Jr. getting a shot to either win or, or something at the end that he didn't make. So uh, Auburn definitely had its opportunities and a lot of different uh, things happened in that one. Okay. All right. And the you know, line opened up at 2.5 last night. Now it's 3.5. Yes. Uh, in fact, the betting public's around 72%, I think, is the last I saw uh, betting the Alabama's favor. So uh, at least there's one side that could be pulling for Auburn, and that is Las Vegas. So maybe that's in our uh, uh, favor. <laughs> uh, real quickly about Mr. Will Redmond, guys. I think he's a home run hire after reading uh, the comments from uh, Jason Caldwell and Nathan King. I uh, didn't know this, maybe you guys, that he was Football Scoop's Director of Player Personnel of the Year uh, in 2022. Yeah, and Football Scoop is who did the big write-up uh, on him and certainly was complimentary of uh, of of him at LSU rebuilding that roster with Jaden Daniels. And, uh, again, it, it again it has gotten good marks for sure. All right. Now, I've just been reading the Jim Harbaugh. Apparently, uh, they, they feel pretty uh, confident about this. He's going to the, uh, the Chargers, according to uh, the website. What's it called? Uh, Sports World News by Newman Rasul 18 hours ago. He said, uh, it's a done deal. That's what you heard, guys? Yeah, I mean, I think that uh... – it's not a done deal, but I do think that that is where I expect him to end up. And that's before any of the the, the se- either season ended. I, I felt that once the Chargers fi- fired Staley midseason, I felt that would be a logical place for Harbaugh. So I have not wavered in that. I know he's done interviews other places. Uh, and I think he wants to be in the NFL period. So maybe if the Chargers don't go with him, then you'll see him go somewhere else. But uh, I would I would still predict that he would be the Chargers head coach. All right. Do you think that uh, Coach Pearl will call any timeouts tonight? Again, with it being on the road, I, I do think you'd see that. I think if Alabama went on a 10-0 run or something like that, uh, I do think you'd see it. Obviously, I still don't think you'd see it as quick as some other coaches. Some coaches, you hit two threes. 
the tie of the game, and you'll see see it. So he's still going to be on the more conservative side. But, yes, I do think if there's a, a pretty big run, he will take a timeout. All right. Mr. J.J. Jackson. Yes, sir. Ryan, Tom, yes. and Cam, I've given you three possible outcomes, I thought about it, that are likely. But I want you to give me your probability, percentage-wise, of these occurring or not. One outcome will be Auburn wins a close one by two to four points. Another outcome will be that Auburn loses a close one by two to four points. And the third outcome, that we get blown out. What is your likelihood of each of those three scenarios uh, occurring? Um, I give it about a 10% chance that we, Auburn gets blown out. Um, I give it about a 40% chance that Auburn loses. Um yeah, I give it about a 40% chance that Auburn loses a, a close one and about a 50% chance that Auburn wins a close one. Yeah, I I, th- I think uh, I think however you crack that one, it's going to be close. E- either Bama's going to win a close one or Auburn's going to win a close one. I, I think that's your, your highest percentage. Uh, I, as far as blowouts go um, – Honestly, I if if you want to say blowout, I think there's a better chance because they're at home. I think there's a better chance that Alabama blows Auburn out than Auburn blows Bama out. That's just my yeah, gut. That's what I'm about. Just yeah, that's my, my that's just my gut feeling playing in there. And I'm always optimistic. Right. That hasn't changed so much. So how about this? Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna start the Auburn win. I will bench the Bama close win, and I'm gonna cut a Bama blowout. That's what, you know if we we turn it into that start bench cut scenario. So. I think Auburn wins a close one tonight. All right, Mr. Ryan LaVoy? Uh, I think I'm pretty much in line with those percentages. I would say about a, uh, a 40 or 45% chance that Auburn wins a close one. Uh, I'd say about a 50% chance of Alabama winning a close one and only about a 5% chance of, of Alabama truly blowing them out. I, just, I, I, I do feel Auburn is the better team. Uh, I think the venue matters, and that's why I think Alabama's got uh, a solid chance of winning it. But I don't think the better team just gets straight blown out. So I would be very surprised by that if Auburn lost by more than single digits. Okay. So uh, I wish you guys all the very best in this insanity uh, endeavor. <laughs> uh, I look forward to listening to it. And uh, will we have moments of silence or moments of uh, – We'll, uh, people screaming? Well, ha- well, screaming, yes. Uh, we'll have six or seven people in the studio, so hopefully no silence. JJ, that would be bad radio. JJ is going to be the one screaming. I just yeah. let JJ <laughs> smell one, and I think his eyes are already Yeah, I, I forgot JJ's how much not, I hate the smell of things. JJ's yeah. not contractually obligated to do all ten, and he, and he knows that. But we'll see. He, he's going to try. Okay. Will this be anything like you know, tag team wrestling you know, where you tag to the other? Okay, it's your turn to scream. Yeah, like, turn it into a <laughs> Royal Rumble, tag yeah. someone in for you. We'll have to figure that out. All right. Hey, it's so good to, to hear your, your humor and your voice again, J.J. So anytime you can do that again, uh, look forward to it. Guys, thank you as usual for the time you uh, give me so graciously. Uh, hopefully we can pull this game out tonight, but it's not the other world. Uh, you know, we'll, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll catch my at home. But uh, until next time, I look forward to uh, seeing and hearing you uh, on uh, TV uh, sometime soon then. All right, guys. Safe time as always. My time is way, way up. And War Dam Eagle, Mr. J.J. Jackson. Good to hear Good from to you, hear Steve. You, Thanks for the call today. War Eagle, Goodbye, Steve. Man.
That is Retired Dame Steve joining us on the Orthopedic Clinic phone line. We have time for one more phone call before we end our number two here. We go back to the Orthopedic Clinic phone line. And next up... Jeff from Columbus. Jeff is with us. Jeff, how are you today? Man, I'm doing great. I was so afraid Steve was going to take it as his allotted <laughs> 45 minutes. And dang, I wouldn't get on. But man, I was coming out. I turned on the radio and I go, man, that girl is really not your about the North Carolina Panthers. I go, who is that girl? <laughs> Some things never change, Jeff. No, sir. JJ, I'm telling you, it's, it's good to hear from you. And uh, I just wanted to call in and pick at you real quick and just say hello. And I was thinking, it, um, I'm tr- I, I can't believe you still do all the uh, play-by-play and stuff that you say you do. But d- didn't you say you have another job in, like, event planning or something like that? Yeah, I, I run a concessions and staffing company across the Southeastern Conference. So I've actually spent oh. a good bit of time in Athens over the last few weeks with your Bulldogs, Jeff. So it keeps me oh busy, God. and yet I still have time to do the play-by-play things. I, I, man, you'll never get married that way, JJ. Yeah. <laughs> I'm finding that out the hard way, Jeff. I know that. I know that. And just curious, um, how many Justin Bieber concerts have you been to being <laughs> on the road like that? Not enough. Not enough. You know, Not he's... Enough. He's, if you went to one, you went to one too many. Yeah, days. exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but, no, I know you all have got to get the break, and I, I do want to hear about this uh, uh, hot sauce stuff. I want to uh, see these brands because I, I've told you, like you said, we, you brought it up uh, last year or years before. Like, there's some of them. There's only so much hot you can take. When yeah. you can't taste what you Remind you us, Jeff, how do you tolerate heat well? Uh, no. Yeah. Now, I mean, <laughs> I like it, but no. I mean, like I say, if I if I can't taste what I'm eating, if I don't know what it is I'm eating, you can put it on a, you know, anything. It's the you smell know? that and gets to me, too, with a lot of these. Like, I, we're going to make sure we take time to smell this before we huh. consume each. I mean, because that just starts getting your eyes to water a little I, bit. And, man. I get the coffin. I get the coffin. <laughs> I couldn't make it. I mean, the crying stage. So, yeah. You all hang in there, and I, I, this is one time I wish I did uh, could see you on radio. <laughs> because, uh, but hey, it's good talking to you, and good seeing you, uh, uh, talking to you again, JJ. And be careful in all your travels. And Will do. Y'all Thank you, Jeff. Right, good to hear bye. from you. Appreciate it, Jeff. That's Jeff from Columbus joining us on the Orthopedic Clinic phone line. And that will close things out for hour number two. We're going to take this end of hour time out. And when we come back, our Wacky Wednesday, it's going to be the hot sauce challenge. Noises will be made. Tears will be streaming. We'll be nervous. It's going to be fun. It's going to be a lot of fun, though. Stay tuned. That hot sauce challenge. We're going to have a full studio, people, next.
two hours of sports call are finished. Don't touch that radio dial. We've got one more hour to go. You're listening to Sports Call on Tiger 95.9 FM, WTGZ, Tuskegee, Auburn, and AM620 WTRP, LaGrange. Whether you're leaving work, cruising around town, or listening on demand, we've still got some fun left for you. To be part of the show, give us a call at 334-887-3401 locally or toll-free at 1-888-9-TIGER-9. Auburn's first and Auburn's favorite sports talk show has been on the air since 1995 and is ready for 60 more minutes of fun. Now, let's get this hour of Sports Call started. Third and final hour of Sports Call starting right now. Tiger 95.9, the Tiger.fm, and the Tiger Communications app. Or, of course, if you're listening after the fact, on the Sports Call podcast presented by Coca-Cola. And here we go. It is time for Wacky Wednesday. Ryan LaVoy is with you. Tom Peavy, T.P. Hammock, J.J. Jackson, Brooks Childress. And, of course, we've also got our general manager, Brooke Myers. You can hear her every day on 99.9 Kate FM. And Tilly the Elder Emo, who you can hear before our show each and every day. Flashback lunch from 12 to 1, then also her show 1 to 3 before we get on air each and every day. So we've got the whole, we're almost the whole Tiger Communications family, it feels like, uh, in the studio right now in terms of what we do on air throughout our station. So we're doing our Wacky Wednesday today. And of course, as you've heard, if you've been listening, it is our hot sauce challenge. So before we get into it, let's play this. Sometimes the conversation can go off the tracks. It's time for Wacky Wednesday. All right, our Wacky Wednesday, the hot sauce challenge. We're going to have 10 hot sauces. We got some Chick-fil-A nuggets for our food today. So no wings. It would be very difficult to eat bone-in wings right now. Also, for boneless wings would be a little bit difficult. So we're doing a nice bite-sized Chick-fil-A chicken nugget. That's what we're doing. And we've got 10 hot sauces, and Tom is going to kind of champion us through leading what these sauces are supposed to be, how hot they are. We're obviously going to start with the least hot and work our way up to death. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> can, I just, can I just say, there's a lot of hot sauce that you've put on here. This seems like a lot. Yes. Yeah, I, I'm having a problem that Tom gets. Uh, I thought I got to choose my, to my hot sauce amount. They, well, <laughs> This is this is the, where we're starting is a a very very easy level so it'll be okay. All right. Um, to, to start this it off, smells a little hot. This is a, this is nothing. <laughs> okay. Yeah. All right. So so first of all, um, I want to explain this. So there is a Scoville scale. Um, the Scoville scale is a measurement of pungency, um, which is the spiciness or heat of a chili pepper, and other substances recorded in Scoville heat units, SHU. So if you hear me saying SHU, it's the Scoville heat unit. It is based on the concentration of uh, capsaicinoids, among which capsaicin is the predominant component. The scale is named after its creator, American pharmacist Wilbur Scoville, whose 1912 method is known as the Scoville Organo- Organoleptic Test. Ooh. 
All right. The Scoville uh, test is a subjective assessment derived from the cap- capsaicinoid sensitivity by people experienced with eating hot chilies. So, to give you an example, a bell pepper, everybody here has had a bell pepper, correct? Z- yes. Zero. All right. That Absolutely is, nothing. No heat. A pepperoncini that you would get it on a salad or at your with your pe- uh, pizza sometime, 100 to 500. A poblano pepper, which is a very common one in cooking, 1,000 to 1,500. A jalapeno, which everybody's very familiar with, is 2,500 to 8,000. Big fan. All right. Wow. Tabasco pepper. Everybody knows Tabasco sauce. 30,000 to 50,000. I'm done. (laughs) (laughs) These numbers already. A cayenne pepper is a cayenne pepper is also thirty thousand to fifty thousand on the H uh, S H U. Then you get into the big ones: habanero pepper, one hundred thousand to three hundred fifty thousand. Most of these sauces we are trying today have habanero in them. (laughs) (laughs) Brooks is over there in the corner, uh, just (laughs) contemplating life, just head down, face on hand. Uh, the the very world famous ghost pepper or the bakjalokia from India, I think, is still the hottest naturally growing pepper. Eight hundred and fifty thousand to one million forty one thousand four twenty seven. So you're telling me we didn't think that was hot enough, so we constructed we, our own. So we, we made more. more. <laughs> there is a Trinidad scorpion pepper, one million two hundred thousand to two million Scovilles. We do have a sauce that has Trinidad Scorpion in it. <laughs> Lovely. Uh, That's a nervous laugh. The former world hottest pepper is the Carolina Reaper, 1,400,000 to 2,200,000. We have sauces with Reaper. And the current Guinness Book world record hottest pepper is the Pepper X with a Scoville heat unit of 2,693,000. <laughs> And we have a sauce that is made up of 91% Pepper X. No. Yes. Yes. No. Again, I told you. Okay. Uh, you JJ does not have to actually do the last one. You don't have to do the last one. So. So. Everybody has a everybody has a nugget in front of them. What we're going to start out with is the Tabanero Peach Bourbon. This has habanero, but the ingredients are water, peaches, agave nectar, carrots, onions, vinegar, and then habanero pepper. So it's a very diluted habanero pepper. So it should offset it. It's yep. going to offset it. This is going to taste more like a mouthful of peaches than anything. Sweet. All right. We got to sniff first or eat. Some people are already eating. All right. Cheers. I sniffed the microphone. I'm already discombobulated. Oh, man. That's actually really tasty. Oh, I taste really the peach. Oh, yeah. Does yeah. everyone taste peach there? Yeah, Absolutely. Mm. That tastes like a like more of like a sweet and sour kind of deal. Oh, that's good. That's totally fine. We're all good. You're JJ's not going to burn up a little bit because it just that's just who he is. He just heats up a little bit. But is everybody good? Tilly, was that pretty good? Oh yeah, flavorful, mild, sweet and spicy. Oh yeah, that's great. Brooke, hundred percent. TP, good. JJ is just now eating. Brooks, you you okay so far? That's one. We're just good. Me and Brooke had a discussion, and Tilly was part of the discussion, that we prefer, I don't know if Tilly prefers it, but we prefer like a heat that is like flavorful, and then it goes away. This is kind of in that area. Yeah, I'll take this, any heat. You can tell. I mean, there's just a little bit of, <laughs> uh, just a little bit of heat there. There's a reason this was number yeah. one out of ten. I didn't taste any heat. 
Okay. Uh, wow. Okay. Good for you, JJ. <laughs> Maybe I didn't have enough. I don't know. But I'll be honest. I, yeah, I'm no, okay. I just I just put my finger in the little bit of residue sauce that got on the plate and and scooped it up. And I will not be doing that later. Uh, but for this sauce, that was a truly good sauce. I would eat that sauce. I would eat that or eat that sauce. I would use that sauce. I don't know what the correct terminology is on how you consume sauce, but I'd be a part of it. All right. So we're getting number two passed around. Good dollop here. And again, also, I think uh, still got to get down the line a little bit. Oh, got to have one. For more. Brooks. Yeah. How many total? One, two, three, four, five, yeah. six. Seven, seven are participating. Yeah. Because Brooks is in. Yeah. I just want to go for that. And are guy. you giving He's, halves to Brooks, say, too? If you want to, if you a couple of mine, you can break in half for something. <laughs> one of those I did break in half. I thought okay. I had yeah. enough. Okay. I thought I had enough yeah. for everybody. Passing, passing the nugs around. <clears throat> All right, so this one is more of a creamy right. orange sauce, looking yeah, like creamy orange. This, this is, is a lot of sauce on it. This You're is gonna be fine. This is Melinda's black truffle sauce. Mm. Okay. All right. This is made with cayenne pepper mash, white vinegar, mm. water, and other ingredients. So, uh, cayenne pepper. It smells good. Remember, we said cayenne pepper, thirty thousand to fifty thousand on the Scoville units. And that's where one. I'm hanging out right now. You're, yeah, we're hanging out in the thirty thousand. I've already passed jalapeno. Yeah, we're already yeah. passed the jalapeno. Yeah. Actually, you passed but jalapeno with the first cu- one. Was this cut with a few things though? It, it's, yeah. yeah, it's it's, so it's definitely not true. Right, it's diluted. Remember, Scoville units like a sauce could have a different Scoville unit based off of what you actually right. put right. with the pepper. The pepper right. is the base pepper rating. All right, everyone's got it going into it. So there, Melinda's black truffle hot sauce. So yes, this could be up to thirty mm-hmm. to fifty thousand, but it's not okay. going to actually be thirty thousand. Probably going to be a few thousand right. or something like that. Mm-hmm. It tastes a lot like um, mild buffalo wild wing sauce. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Mm. You can taste the truffle. Tom, Tom, don't forget these sauces in the office tonight. At least these first couple of sauces. That's good. You can definitely, that is on good. the back end of that, you can taste the truffle. But JJ's again, getting yeah. way very, overconfident. Very little heat. That's kind of weak, I'll be honest. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's <laughs> talking some mess already. It's very, it's very tasty, but I know that that's going to change in a couple minutes with the other ones. Yeah, but. so these are, the first two we've done are, are sauces. Did, I mean, did we taste heat at all in that? No, not really. Just I mean, just, front. yeah. Just a little on the front. Yeah. I just, yeah. I did it. Do we have the, the blank plate that I passed around? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, all right, we're two for Thank two you. in terms of we're rolling smooth. Now, I will, full disclosure for those that did not hear, because we got a crowded studio, not everyone heard this. Tom did text me and Brooks last night, and he said that it really gets going at about six. Mm-hmm. So, and look, Tom does heat better than I do. I, I That's all I know. I can't compare him to every person here. Yeah, JJ but, was, like, blown away by me eating some <laughs> wings at, uh... At Wild Wing. Wild Wing. Wing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, and so... I will say this. If Tom thinks day. six is what gets us going, then probably that five to six range mm-hmm. is where everyone in here is going to start to be wondering, maybe not questioning life, but starting I'll to question. feel it to some, to some degree. So this could be a little bit of a f- false front here. I'm just going to tell you that. Don't. This is a very runny one. Yeah, this one's oh. a okay, very lot liquidy. more liquidy. Okay. Yeah. I'll be honest. The first one for me had a little more heat than the second one. Really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I would go second. The first one, I really did not discern any heat, me personally. Did anyone, anyone else think the first one was hotter than the second one? It just Brooks. Okay. Hey, well, different taste buds. That's fine. No, that's fine. I actually, I do. You thought I, the first one was warm. I, okay. I, I didn't feel heat with that second one. I, d- I didn't feel anything from the first one. On the second one, I could feel it on my lips. Just like just mildly, okay. But that's Okay. It. These are swimming. Okay. Yeah, they, they, yeah. This is a very liquidy sauce. Okay. Oh. So, no spillage. Oh, man down. No, no man. No, he caught no it. No man he down. Caught it. Oh, it went yeah. to the other point. Oh. 
Oh, other plate. Okay. Oh my. Now it's just on my hand. <laughs> and my shoes. And broke what? shoes. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Yikes. Oh, I see. Oh, there was. There was a little spot sauce spillage. Okay. A sauce spillage. All right. So um, the the plate broke for those that were. <laughs> oh wow. I'm more upset. All right. All right. Sniffing so, this one. Here we go. So, go ahead and sniff this one. And I'll describe this one. <laughs> So this is from the show. This is from the show Hot Ones. Okay, this is for our, we got three of these, I believe. Tom? Two, two, two from the two. Hot Ones. Okay, um, but this is one of their very mild ones. It's a chili maple hot sauce. It smells good. This one is made with Fresno chilies, which is similar to a jalapeno, uh, maple syrup, vinegar, water, other ingredients. You're looking at about a thousand six hundred uh, Scoville heat units okay. on the sauce. Okay, not the peppers. So it's more than a jalapeno for what right. worth, but oh. <laughs> Oh, no. I got the lips. Uh, yeah, it's wow. definitely a forward Cheers. on the tongue. I really like your... Oh, that's your, good, though, No, man. I feel that on the tongue, man. It's. I really like your hot sauce. Okay, like, I will... Yeah, yeah I mean... I want to deal Jared in. I want to deal Jared in. He's ready to be dealt in. That, that, I can feel okay, it on the tongue. We do have a limited amount of nuggets, just so you know. We don't have Woo! necessarily extra nuggets, T- but... Tastes a lot um, like the medium sauce at Buffalo Wild Wings. That's so, what I'm Interesting. <laughs> See, I didn't. I didn't. I don't. I don't. Are you talking about heat level, or you just feel like it tastes like? Uh, well, the first one I really did feel like that tastes like the mild sauce, but that one on a heat like level is kind of like the medium at Buffalo Wild Wings. Okay. I was about to say it does not remind me of the actual sauce, but if you're t- talking like heat no, no level. heat. The first one though, I do think tasted uh-huh. like the mild. But I'll tell one. you though, we're three for because I do like moderately warm things. Like I don't, I don't love the absolutely hottest stuff. But I will tell you this: that we're three for three. In terms of, I would eat these things. I will. I will tell you that we are three for three on that scale. So that's good news. Brooks, pretty good one. That was the the most heat, but it was yeah. still like I've I've had stuff more hot than that. And look, and that I, was fine. And I would I'd point that. out that people know this; they eat a lot of hot things. That it does come to you on different parts of the mouth. So like, yeah. I do agree with the tongue thing here. The tip of the tongue. Like I've got just a little bit left over still. Like. Uh, I do, I do still feel a little bit, but it's not, it's not uncomfortable. It's just no. there. It's just, just saying hello. But I it was agree. a ton, more of a tongue one. And see, here's the things I think we'd also agree on. That's still on the tongue. Yeah, I mean, it is. The ones that linger are the worst because oh, hot sauces are all kind of hot going down. But the ones that linger, those are rough. This one, it, I mean, it's just not hot enough to worry about, but mm-hmm. it is still there. Barely. Barely. All right, y'all keep, y'all keep talking. I'm let, getting the next. Set how many? Up I want to ask a question. How many people have had to touch their milk I so far? I just drank it because I was thirsty, okay. but not necessarily Same. because I needed it. I just love milk. Yeah, <laughs> so, so, something to have milk at the radio station. <laughs> JJ, how, how? Where's your milk? I, I just took a, my first sip. Okay, okay. you're doing I, well then. I haven't touched my milk. So we're yet, gonna do so. two more, and we're gonna take a break. So we're gonna get halfway home. We're gonna take a break. This bottle is very small. Very small bottle. So got to yeah. be. All right, so the the next one that we're going to try, this is the Mm. Tabanero Original. Uh, Again, habanero peppers, but it's going to be cut a little bit. Water, carrots, onions, vinegar, agave nectar, and select habanero peppers. Okay. Again, a habanero is a very hot pepper at 100,000 to 350,000 Scoville units, but this is going to be cut with some water and all, so it's not as hot as some of the ones that we'll get into. Okay, this is weird. I don't know if anyone else has smelled it. It kind of smells like Tabasco. 
Yeah, and it, it, it does. A little bit. It does. This is what it smells like. I haven't well, tasted it yet. I will, so I tasted it, you know, for the first time uh-huh. yesterday, and I'll I'll explain what I think it tastes like. Okay. Uh, All right, here we go. Once that tastes pretty good. That's that's less than the last one. I yeah, that that was about really absolutely. Great I agree. Sauce. Whoa! <laughs> no, I can feel I can feel it in my throat a little bit. On yeah. that one. but but uh, that one's. I, I would say the I last will, one's a little bit more. You know, I will agree. I do think the third was warmer. I will well, say that that was soft. I will, I'll be. I mean that. <laughs> I, just, I love how he's talking I'm gonna, trash. I'm going to back him up. I'm going to back him up. That was a little soft. Oh wow! <laughs> okay, that was a little soft. Those standing in the room be a little Maybe more. Maybe I used my teeth well. I, I don't know. I, I I just I diluted the the heat well. See, to me, that tasted just like your basic wing sauce. Yeah. That I mean, that just tasted like a basic chicken wing sauce. Not too hot. Not too not hot. It's just kind of middle of the road. Yeah, I like, mean, I can feel just a little bit of it on my tongue, but I mean, there's see, nothing to that one that's going to be like. What was that one called? That is the Tabanero Original. Okay. Yeah, and and it's so and all Tabanero brands have habanero in it, but it's just what it's cut with, how much actual habanero. You is need in this there. plate back. So we're gonna do one more, and which is gonna be our fifth one, and we'll take our timeout. And again, we're doing ten of these. The tenth one <laughs> uh, is going <laughs> yeah. to be appropriate to end on. <laughs> Put it that way. And Tom, again, in the preview, told us about six is where the heat would really turn all the what way. What number up. is this? This, this is going to be five. five. So you're doing, you're do- okay, look, to be fair, some of these are not too bad so far. I already thought that you would be in trouble <laughs> because, okay, just inside baseball, JJ and I, we've had many a meal together and uh, we'll go to a wing place or whatever. And I usually get a buffalo type sauce. And almost every single time he will smell it, he'll go, oh. And he'll say, just be careful, just man. Just be careful. Just be careful. <laughs> and every time I told him, I've eaten this a hundred times, I'm going to be fine. It's going to be fine. I'm terrified that this is the the, the these sauces up front are lulling us into a, a false sense it of security. Is. It's definitely That's how it works. Yep. <laughs> it is. And, and this looks kind of like barbecue sauce. And I do love barbecue sauce. It ain't going to be barbecue. <laughs> but but <laughs> let you know. that's going to let me down. Because yeah. it's going to be hot. Yeah, this one's a little bit more intimidating, I must admit. <laughs> Look, there are some places. You guys that... see that? It looks good. Yeah, I, I, yeah well, I, I know. That's why I said it's plate. intimidating. <laughs> okay, I see why you say it looks a little bit like barbecue. And to yeah. be fair, there are hot barbecue sauces out there that are quite hot. I don't know mm-hmm. if this is supposed to be that, but uh, Tom, oh, Tom already went for it. No, no, no. I had, a, I had a little piece of chicken there that I was just okay. cleaning off okay. my plate. <laughs> okay. Can't have, can't have a dirty plate okay, here. Okay, let me, let me I, I'm a fat I'm a fat boy. I put food in front of me. I got to eat it. I took the larger portion. What does it smell like to you, Tilly? Do you have a have an inkling for this, anybody? Sriracha. Sriracha? Yeah, there's definitely okay. sriracha. Yeah. All right. It smell well. Okay. Everyone well, this ready? Is, this is the Tabanero Sriracha Honey. Okay. So this is a, a mix of different chili peppers, pure honey, agave, sugar, and water. But uh, it's going to taste like sriracha. It's basically a sriracha hot sauce. Sweet, I feel <laughs> sriracha. I'm sorry, what? I feel it. Okay. Is that a question Ooh. or a statement? That good. <laughs> now that one's going to give you a little heat right there. That's yeah. an afterburn. Yeah, that's the first one where I can I can fully feel it in my mouth. Man, like, these are hot. just good is what yeah, I'm It's not like. hot. They I can are, just like... Yeah. It's really tasty, though, I will say. I might, the back end of this might be awful, but right oh, it, now I'm having a be. great time. <laughs> oh, it's For, about to get dumb. <laughs> okay, I. Uh, does everyone agree? Kind of the. I, I do taste a little bit in the throat back end, but again, it's yeah. not enough to make you uncomfortable. You can acknowledge it's there, but it's not. 
I would say that's the one where I felt the most so far. So, so far. Yeah, yeah. So, like, justifiably the hottest so far. Would yeah. everyone agree with that? Is this the hottest you've had so far? It Brooks, better yes. be, as we've been going Brooke, up the yes. Till yeah. yes, okay. We've been climbing Mount Scoville here. That one better be. Okay. This is so, all a trick. This after this break is it's going. <laughs> yes. Oh, it gets oh it gets real after the break. So we're gonna go ahead and take that break. We've done five. We're doing our wacky Wednesday. We're doing a hot sauce challenge. We've got a lot of great people in the studio right now. We got Tom, Tilly, Brooke, JJ, Brooks. We got myself. We got TP. We've got people looking on that are happy they're not doing this to a degree, like Jared, like uh, like Cam, uh, and like Michelle. I mean, we got everybody in here. We got what ten people in here right now doing this. So we've done five. We got five more. We got the hottest five coming up next. Stay tuned. How loud Woo! will we scream? That is next. Stay tuned. You're listening to the multi-time Abbey Award-winning Sports Call. Follow Sports Call on Twitter at Sports Call AU. Like us on Facebook at Sports Call AU. Welcome back to Sports Call Tiger 95.9. Ryan LaVoy. And a lot of people in this studio <laughs> right now. Tom, Tilly, Brooke, TP, JJ, Brooks, Michelle, Cam, Jared. We're all in here. Not not every single name I just said is doing this, but most of us are. And right now we're doing Wacky Wednesday. Which the ones is, that are not here to do it are here to gawk at the ones doing yes, it. No. At about what's to come. So, again, we're doing Wacky Wednesday. We're doing the Hot Sauce Challenge. We've done five of the ten and the last five are supposed to be the hottest five, and also again, unrelated to what we just did with five and five, is that Tom did say last night that he felt six was when it really started to kick up. So so far we're doing good. It's flavorful, but it's good. So we're on to number six. So this is going to be the Tabanero Black Cherry again Expo marker. It, they say uh, right says it smells like a, an Expo marker. Uh, to me, it was spicy, but I could have swapped this one for the sriracha honey. Uh, but I, I when I tasted it yesterday, I felt like this one had a little more heat. People may disagree. I don't know. But habanero black cherry, water cherry puree, carrots, vinegar, water, and select habanero peppers. Mm. I definitely taste a little cherry. Mm-hmm. All right, doing okay. Yeah, not bad. I, I got to say, that doesn't have as much heat. Tasting it now as it did last night when I tried it. Ryan, I don't know if you ever had this. Tastes a lot like a chili crisp. If you ever had that as a son, I I've had like chili crisp like shrimp before and uh-huh. stuff like that. Tastes a lot like that. Pretty it's tasty, good. Though. It's a little bit in the they, throat. But it's yeah, not I was bad. gonna say there's a little heat starts kind of sneaking yeah. up on you a little bit. I mean, it's pretty. It's pretty on line with five. I mean, you could you could probably go either way. It, it's it's uh, gotta get more plates back. Either oh. I'm super disappointed. Wow. Or. Just a beast. (laughs) Just an absolute beast. Because I I, I don't feel that. 
No, no, I don't I, feel I it. Do, I See, do feel like it. Like I said, you can start feeling that sneaking <laughs> up in the back of your throat. See, what I'm doing, like, I just had to drink some milk, and it's not because of the heat. It's really just making me thirsty. Yeah. Like, there's a difference between I need something to change the dynamic in the mouth right now versus I'm just a little thirsty. So I, this is making me thirsty right now. But so far, we're still good. And if you're a little disappointed that we're not screaming and yelling yet. Oh, it's just, coming. Again, we promised the last one. As yet, someone else, Brant Daughtry, on our crew walks in because everyone's wanting to know how in the world the last stab's going to be. So we're now through six. Brooks, still doing great? That The fifth one was actually, I thought, was harder than the sixth one. Okay. All right, but maybe you had time to cool down, though. Maybe that, that maybe some of it builds I'm on I'm still itself. in a great spot. And and that should tell you a lot, that we're doing fine. Be proud. I, I'm in a great spot. All right, so, and Brooke, Tilly's still good. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. This 100%. is number seven? That's yep. a cool squirt bottle. These are daily droppers. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. All right, so we're on the seven. Oh, this looks like it's got, like, a pepper flake or something in it. All right, we're about to start getting in some heat. Yes. Oh, that smells hot. Okay, I'm right. just gonna be honest. This is the first one that actually smells a certain way. It does. It's so oh, spicy. yeah. All right. So this. All right. So this has been talking enough crap. Here we go. So this is Melinda's fire roasted garlic and habanero. Oh, yeah. The main ingredient in this is roasted habanero and sweet peppers, along with white vinegar, water, roasted garlic. So this one is main ingredient is roasted habanero peppers. So this one's we're about to get into some heat right here. So everyone go for it. Okay. All right. Mm. Let's do it, JJ. Let's Cheers. do this. Cheers. Cheers, mate. It's that sweet heat. Yeah. <clears throat> I love it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. tasty. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> that is hot. Okay, we're, we're finally getting <laughs> That's there. That's uncomfortable. We're finally getting there, guys. Whoa, okay. <laughs> uh, it builds. It definitely builds. <laughs> that is... Mm, that is, that is so coming. That, mm. that <clears throat> seems like the heat level. Look, I'm still... I no! No! Oh, yeah, here we go. No! <laughs> no! That is still the heat level. Just JJ's freaking out for no reason. Okay, TP, Tom, somebody, uh, Tilly, you, you do hot things sometimes. This feels like maybe like an X-hot or an XX-hot if you go yes. out to a wing yeah. place that yeah. you're starting to get like the high end of what they do. It's like mm -hmm. a mango habanero kind of. Uh -huh. Yep, that, that's a really good, that, that's exactly what that's I really feel like it is. And I, I you do feel that mind. one lingering in the back of the throat. No, nah, I feel that one on my tongue, man. That one, I got a little bit both. more tongue for me. Yeah. Uh, I will say again, mm. those that need milk, again, milk's still out in the lobby. Okay. <laughs> that's not if good. Run and get more like, milk. Like, well, people do that. Out of enjoyment, we're doing it. You're I, doing it. I don't understand. And that's only number. Okay. And that's talking only num more hurts. That's only number seven. <laughs> Two minutes ago, you said this is nothing. It was nothing. <laughs> and now it's now nothing. this is everything. <laughs> All right. So the person standing next to JJ thought that was the hottest one, but it was still very good. Uh huh. Okay. That's you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, Jared? <laughs> Jared said it wasn't hot. <sighs> I do disagree, but maybe Jared's got a tolerance. He does. He, so inside baseball for Jared, Jared usually does like a honey barbecue or does some sort of barbecue flavoring. But lately, he has done some more spicy stuff. And well, I just don't think, and I just don't think I fully understood his spicy I'm, I'm stuff. But it's still, guy. I got my first nose run. Okay, uh -oh. nose run. Go here. Yeah. All right, well, no, nose faucets turning. Nah, I, I just, <laughs> I just feel it on my tongue. Right. We're going on. Yeah, well, so, we're going on the number eight. Number eight, and so now we're really. Is, what is that? Like, is this like? We're really ramping up here. No, uh, Do we have like a Scoville unit <laughs> guess on this. Uh, An educated guess. Well, uh, well, I can tell you, sort of. 
Oh, boy. All right, so this is the Tabinero Triple X. The main ingredients are habanero peppers. Excellent. So 100,000 to 350,000. Excellent. Ghost pepper. Excellent. 855 to a million, over a million. (laughs) Also, scorpion pepper, which is up into the two millions. So you got habanero, ghost pepper, and scorpion pepper. So this is several hundred thousand Scoville units. Then. Yes, so it sounds delightful. Somewhere Tom, in the thanks. middle so of all those. Three of, this sauce has three of the hottest peppers. I don't know I am. <laughs> <laughs> Have you eaten this one yet? No. Uh, well, you're about to. Okay, let's stagger it a little bit so not everyone dies at once. All right. All right, come on. Come on. <clears throat> Here we go. We got this. All right. Tilly looks calm. I love spicy. Brooke is calm. Brooke is like, this is nothing. What are you guys doing? <laughs> mm. Okay, that was a w- more watery sauce. Say that. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's going to hit you. Oh. I don't feel oh. it. I do yeah. not feel it. It does hit you. It got me in the throat. <laughs> this is a throat. Wow. This is a How throat. How does that happen? It was fine, and then it's gone, and then right. it's here. At the beginning, there is nothing. Yeah. It and was then, like, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with that. That's a hundred percent accurate. You're starting to feel that a little bit. Oh, wow! Biting yeah. into that—that that was like, okay, we're in good territory, but it's just growing and growing. Oh no, it's getting worse. And we're just piling yeah. sauce on top of sauce on this right. plate. Oh, yeah, that's well. <laughs> it's hot, but it's still good. Like I'm, I'm yeah. enjoying. Oh yeah, this. no, I would eat it if I could take it. I don't know if I could take that for very long. Like that would because it just build on itself, you know. So you might be able to do one wing like that, but if you did ten. By the tenth, that's a problem. That makes a difference. The right. more you have of it, yeah. Are you still good, Tilly? Is that was that pretty oh, good? Oh yeah, they're all super tasty. Okay. I, so we're still. I, I'm beginning to be unwell. I, I must say. <laughs> Where did JJ go? He, he, okay. he ran off. Uh, 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 <laughs> that's the thing. So with that that sauce, I mean, it just it just lingers right there, kind of yeah. in the back of your throat, and it just yeah. it just kind of lingers. JJ went to get more more milk. milk. Yeah. There's going to be a problem if I need more milk. It's going to be a little harder to do that. So I'm going to try and be okay. Over oh, wow. Tom, Tom's really pouring it on. Yeah. I love it. Tom. Tom put too much on there? This is the what ghost pepper one. So. Oh, yeah. It's more the more. Like the first one had like a dab. Now. If you're going to experience. If, you're going, if we're going to experience. I'm more sweating. Than I am like oh, my. heat in my mouth. Uh-huh. Ooh, okay, I, I made a bad mistake. I knew in it with flo- sauce floating. <laughs> I made a bad mistake just there. I have like a like a hangnail on the edge uh-huh. of my thumb, and I just dipped it in that sauce, and hang that really burned. Yeah, that's, oh, the, that's, mo- that's the most pain I've been in so far as my thumb. <laughs> Ow! That just smells like straight heat. I don't know how to describe that to you, but that, that one's the worst little. And I will say, I'm still getting remnants, so my tongue's still a little... little no, I can too. still feel it, yeah. That's the All right. sauce. So this, I'm telling you, this is going to be hot. Uh, this is... Yeah, describe this one for me. Well, this on. is Melinda's ghost pepper sauce. <laughs> Melinda! <laughs> the the main ingredient in this sauce is ghost pepper, which is the uh, boot jalokia, which is used to be the hottest pepper. may still be the hottest natural growing pepper. 855,000... To one million forty-one thousand four twenty-seven Scoville units on this. Tom, when you say naturally occurring, right? The, the, oh, so the Carolina Reaper and Pepper X were uh, science experiments that this guy came up with, and he crossbred peppers and developed these. <laughs> They're not like this, right? The, the chemicals, right? The ghost right. pepper naturally grows in India. Okay. 
All right. This is going to be is hotter that, than a jalapeno? Is that uh, this already? is way hotter than a jalapeno. Bro, this, we've been hotter than a jalapeno. We've been hotter than a jalapeno. Um, main ingredient is ghost pepper mash, white vinegar, and habanero ma- mash. So you got, I'm just going for it. You got ghost and habanero in this one. That's the hottest so far. That's man. heat, man. Oh, my. Oh. <laughs> All right, let's see it. I'm not licking. <laughs> in the throat. I'm surprised though. They're still all really tasty. No! Yeah, we haven't gotten <laughs> oh. any of that. Oh. No. They don't taste good. Holy crap, that's hot. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I went to the napkin for the first time. I've been licking my finger oh. every single time. Ooh, oh, that's so good. I can't I can't lick finger there. I'm like, actually going hot. Like that's <laughs> that, that's <laughs> it. Oh. <laughs> You're shit. <laughs> we do that, have a paramedic here, thank you. <laughs> It tastes a lot like the blazing sauce at Buffalo Wild Wings. I can't clear it. <laughs> just hey, will someone just go ahead and bring the milk in here? Because we are getting to the last one. Brooks, I think Brooks is going to do it. You're going to need oh. it for this one. Yeah, the, the milk. Oh my gosh! All right. No, I am very unwell. Thing. I actually went to the milk for after that one just to it builds clear myself. Yeah, that's it, the first it, time yeah. you went to the milk. Yeah, that one. Just, that one just sits there and it just lingers and lingers and lingers. Yeah. It. It yeah. builds. It's alarming. That, yeah. <laughs> and see, that's the problem. JJ just went outside. Um, <laughs> that's the problem. Is my eyes are watering. You know, it's not what. <laughs> it's not like a shot. You know, it's not like a shot where you just down it and you're good after that. It just keeps staying there. So we're one away, and I would tell you, oh, guys, just suck it up. It's just one time. It's just one time. It's going to be a few seconds. It's like a shot. It's not like a shot. It's just going to stay there. It's getting actively hotter as I keep talking. <laughs> it's so bad. And that was number nine. It's, not number it's really bad. <laughs> this is hot. Flavor-wise, I would still eat it if it didn't punish my soul <laughs> afterwards. Would you agree, though? It tastes like the boys and souls. <laughs> I've never had it. Yeah. No, well, I, I, I would say it tastes like Because, see, normally, this is the hottest stuff I've ever had. As much as I do like immediately, you know, modern oh my gosh. things, I don't go out and say, let me go get the I hottest because I, I need to go for a walk. Be careful when you go to the bathroom. <laughs> yes. It, burn you up. It just keeps coming uh, back. <laughs> so I, I'm currently pouring, pouring number 10, and the thing that we'll have to watch is this. I'm going to have to actively shake this stuff out of the bottle. That's how thick oh this is. Because it is that much, it is that much pepper. Instead of like water or vinegar, this is concerning. The milk is helping, by the way. It's not like permanently squashing it, but it is temporary, temporary relief. She's a thick girl. I had never had. None of these have affected me like this one has. It just keeps coming back every time I speak. (laughs) Yeah, and that's hard because we got to keep speaking. Uh, This is radio. Uh, The the thing is. The milk is helping temporarily. Now the problem is, as Brooks just said, as I've been saying these sentences, is it's actually like you add air again. to it; it goes back. Yeah, yeah, that that's a good way of putting it. We JJ's decided a as in there. Some you gonna be able to do one more, man? <laughs> JJ, JJ, somebody. I, I just keep hearing JJ screaming. It sounds like at a doctor's office or a dentist's office, where you're sitting in the waiting room, and back in the back, you hear like blood curdling screams. Okay, Tilly, you just smell this one too already. Yeah. Does it? Is it? 
the last two or three, they feel like they're smelling the same almost. Just like, just straight hot or gas. I mean, just, (laughs) you know, like, is is that what y'all are smelling, Brooke? Well, yeah, I think it's kind of deal like with with needing like a palate cleanser. Uh Your smell perfume or whatever you got the coffee beans there uh-huh you know and we don't have anything so i just feel like we're piling on top of yeah but even in the in the smell balance too because again i the last two or three to me have just smelled the same they're just like yeah. hot yeah just straight heat yeah. nothing pleasurable just straight heat this one smells a little does more ever, intense no does, i'm not gonna say nothing let, pleasurable. let me just say oh, that you, was that this last one was you, the you ghost think it pepper smells one, good. right oh yeah oh this i was I was making sure everybody got yeah. some. All right, that, we, we do need JJ. JJ's got at least JJ. One more man. No, he he's, looks he's like he's out. He looks like he's out. Tom, he's that, out. He made, he made it, out. He made it this far. <laughs> Tom, that last one was ghost pepper, right? Yes. Somebody decided that wasn't hot enough, yeah. and then <laughs> science experimented more. Right. Why? Because of ghost pepper, but we want more. And then they came up with the, the uh, Carolina Reaper and then decided, well, that one's just not hot enough. We need to go even hotter. Why? So, it's like Jurassic Park. We know what happens when you do it. Don't do more. Hot sauce finds a way. All right, so I'm going to read this. This is, this is from the Hot Ones website. Great. This is what we're about to do is number 10, and this is the experience so the last the last dab experience is the hottest sauce on hot ones it's made with pepper x now officially the hottest pepper in the world according to the guinness book of world records averaging two million six hundred and ninety three thousand scoville units whoa (laughs) our friend and world-class pepper scientist and farmer smoking ed curry worked his magic to distill his infamous pepper x chili down into a mess with smoking ed that's right (laughs) thanks ed uh down into a pure pepper concoction made from over 91% pepper X in dried, fresh, and all-natural distillate forms. The ingredients on this pepper sauce, pepper X pepper, distilled vinegar, pepper X pepper powder, pepper X pepper distillate. Uh, That's like pepper X It is yeah. 91, 91%... Pepper X of the hottest pepper in Which the world. Which is two point five million, two million six hundred and ninety three thousand Scoville units. On so this, is, so what? So this hot sauce is roughly two million Scoville units. It's this is, is easily two million Scoville units. Does this double what we did last time? Pretty much. Yes. Oh that, man, that's right. alarming. Is everyone. Yeah, JJ's out. He's yelling, please be careful with us. All right, is everyone ready? No, we're gonna, we're it. gonna do this together. Do oh, it. Brooke just went for it. All right, all right, here we go. We're going for it. Last dab. <laughs> That's just not good. Okay, here's what I'll say about that one. It's getting more uncomfortable. I didn't like the taste of it. Yeah. Right. I'm just going to be honest taste. with you. It's the only one I didn't like. But, oh, yeah, it's in the throat. Oh, man. <laughs> we, have, we have more milk if anybody runs out. There is more milk. How's everybody milk? else feeling? Terrible. I am feeling terrible. Tilly, Tilly it, doesn't, it doesn't. Cam, how are you feeling? Is that cookie good? This cookie is really good, guys. <laughs> my, my nose finally just I'm got running. I'm feeling it for sure. Oh, oh, my mouth. Oh, yeah. I mean, it the builds. The problem is that was not even good, man. Like that. Oh. oh. Really, really good. What did Jared do? Jared. Did you have that? Are you okay? I don't believe you. Tilly, how are you? You okay? 
I witnessed it. It's Will building. It the intern. <laughs> No, that's Brooke how, Brooke's oh. how he's doing, Ryan. It's getting worse. <laughs> Brooks, Brooks, you okay? It won't go away. I was doing worse with the last one, but oh, God. No. <laughs> yeah, don't speak too soon. It yeah, builds. this one just builds it and builds, builds and builds. Um, I'm going to go for a run. Uh, um, it's almost uh-huh. like, you know, it's almost like. Yeah, that won't go away. It's almost <laughs> like it doesn't. It has to keep blossoming. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's going to hurt you, but it's going to hurt you more and more. It just needs more avenues to grow. And it's no, growing, it man. It's growing. <sighs> <sighs> Nobody's face looks good. And you guys have good faces. <laughs> I mean, this is hot. No. No. Yeah. I think the funniest part of this whole thing is watching, one, everybody just like, Say a couple of words and then say, absolutely not. No, thank you. Uh, just say, just say like a, a couple of words and then just start drinking their milk and everyone's drinking milk at the same time. Also, Brooks is stumbling like he's like five shots in right now. He's, he's just like he he can't keep his balance. It's re- it's really good. Sauce uh, can give you a head high. That's for sure. The, the, the worst thing about this is I did so well up until nine. <laughs> My lips. So. I'm just trying to hold milk in my mouth because it, it's one of those, it sneaks up on you. It's good, like, yeah. when you first eat it. And you're like, this isn't so bad. We had an intern for about 12 days, and now we've killed him with this one. So, oh. thanks, Ryan. Yeah. It just keeps going. It does. Ooh. It does. Get even. That keeps on How do we milk close the show again? The milk kind of sort of helps that out. Everyone, but. Everyone's actively getting worse. Like, faces yeah. are getting significantly redder. Yeah. Words are harder to come by. It's it's <laughs> Yes, Tilly, you look fantastic. Um where's the where's the okay, we do still have the whole gallon over here. We've got maybe yeah. one more cup of milk uh, and then you're all gonna have to start fighting for it. And, and we got some whole yeah, milk. The, the half gallon is empty. We're all for milk. Everybody fight. We've got a minute if, and a half of air to fill and then this is gonna end. If you don't breathe, <laughs> it's <laughs> fine. <laughs> if, you, if you kill yourself, you're fine. Wow. You Again, temporarily. Everybody's still standing. <clears throat> Again, temporarily, when you drink the milk, you get like five seconds. Your life is improving. You got to hold on to appreciate everything. Hey, let and me then tell you, it just oh, comes back. Your eyes like, got a you know little what? bit of water in them. I know. <laughs> I'm holding it together. Let me tell you this, <clears throat> if I can read. Uh, with that Pepper X. <laughs> Don't touch your eyes. Be careful. I don't have any sauce in my eyes. I, I'm fine. No, just be careful. <clears throat> so the company that makes... Uh, the company that makes the Pepper X Pepper is called the <laughs> the Pucker Butt Pepper Company. Pucker Butt. Pucker Butt Pepper Company. The makers of the well-known Carolina Reaper have another trick up their sleeve, or their super hot sleeve. Pepper X can be nearly double the heat of the mildest Reaper and a hefty 493,000 Scoville units hotter than the Reaper at its max spiciness. This is crazy heat. And as of October 2023, the Guinness Book of World Records acknowledges it too, naming it Pepper X officially as the hottest pepper in the world. So, congratulations, everybody. Y'all just ate <clears throat> peppers of the hottest pepper in the it world. It does not get hotter than that. It does not get hotter than that right now. Man, it's just. If I had to do multiple. And, and Tilly, are you okay? You just got like quiet. <laughs> I, I am in oh, spicy hell. Again, yeah. if you don't breathe, it's fine. If you don't breathe, it's fine, true. But um, if I had to do multiples, like a challenge, yeah. that would be a problem. 
but that's yeah. true. When you have to keep doing it and torturing yourself, yeah. you don't love yourself, <laughs> no, and you should not. always love yourself. <laughs> don't keep eating all of the hot stuff. I, I hate that's okay. why JJ stops. I, I hate to break it to you. You said it doesn't get harder than that. He's actually developing a new pepper called the the, the Apollo. Actually, pepper. the Apollo is he has already done the yeah. Apollo. It's less than Pepper X. Yep. Really? Really? Well, that's terrifying. But yeah, Apollo was the last dab like several seasons uh-huh. ago before they came up with the Pepper X. <sighs> All right. Any parting thoughts from everybody? We're about to go. Uh, I think everybody did well today. <laughs> JJ. Thank you for letting me be here. Yeah, thank you for coming again, man. And it was hot. Uh, it was. I'm, I'm feeling so better. This, this was a mistake. Milk has made uh, me feel better. I think we can all agree that Tilly took it the best. Tilly, yes. Tilly, yeah. you win. I'm a spicy girl. Tilly and Jared. <laughs> My cookie was really good. <laughs> <laughs> Bring that cookie right. over here. I'll put Brooks, some are you okay? You got anything? <laughs> Brooks, you got anything for us? No. No, Brooks oh, is please. gone. All right, that's going to do it today, for the Ryan. show today. Sports Call Nightly TV Guide presented by White Claw Hard Seltzer. Auburn, Alabama, 630 ESPN. <coughs> big ESPN for that one. Watch that game. Try not to burn your mouth. That's going to do it for the show today. <laughs> that was the Wacky Wednesday Hot Sauce Challenge. You can find that on the Sports Call podcast page presented by Coca-Cola. That will do it for everyone. For Tom Peavy. <laughs> Out of breath. Billy Drost. <laughs> Brooke Myers. Brooks Childress. Everyone that participated, J.J. Jackson, everyone else in the studio, appreciate you participating. Appreciate everyone that tuned in called in today. Have a great night. We'll talk to you again tomorrow.